so I need to jump right in and talk about something from our uh, last episode. Holy crap. Uh, Wait, so, the, the one that we didn't do? Yes. No, the one we one. did do without you. Wrecked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to you in a minute. Um, so last episode, I was crapping on, what you call it, Far Cry, the new one, yeah. New Dawn or whatever it is. Um, talking about how I was having a ton of stuttering and all this other stuff. Well, I want to go on the record as saying it wasn't Far Cry's fault. Apparently, uh, I had a hard drive that had corrupted sectors. And that was the drive the game was installed on. Mm. So, it was causing pretty much all my games to stutter. I played some other ones. It's causing bugs, all these things to not load. Um, so, for the record, wasn't Far Cry's fault. Gone through that, fixed that. Game runs smooth as butter now. Want to get that out there. That's good. Did you ever get the, uh, what was it? What was the other thing you were doing? The, uh, the, it was a beta for something. Can't remember what game it was. Was there another beta you were playing? Oh, um, I had tried to play Anthem. I think everything else besides Anthem was working. Um, but ah, all, was, all games are Anthem. working now. Yeah. That's good. There's just some kind of fucky hard drive. Yep. Yeah, I had a, uh, I said, people don't ever fuck. If you have multiple hard drives on your shit, don't ever fucking raid the damn things. Where it oh, fucking sends half <laughs> the fucking file to one, half the file. Oh the no, other. I don't do that. I do raid zero. Yeah, which is a mirror. Not that motherfucker. So one of my hard drives died. Lost all of my data. It was great. This happened like a couple years back. Oh, it was fucking infuriating. It's always yeah. a pain, man. Always bad. Yeah, I'd rather lose half of, of all of half of my games than half of all of my games because it's just as <laughs> yeah. you know it's just as well as losing all of all of your games. Yeah. Ugh. The the only step that I've taken in the the present the older me is now I just I have more hard drives I have more backups I pretty much have a yeah. backup drive for every other drive that I have and I try to update them semi regularly you know maybe every three months or so. So hopefully, mm-hmm. if shit goes south like that again, I've got, I've got it still there. But I know I've, and I, I don't, I don't know of a computer person out there that hasn't experienced that. But I've had it happen at least mm-hmm. three. The the bad times that happened three separate times in my life where nah, man, hard drive is shot, gigs, terabytes, maybe even worth of data. I've got family pictures I'm never gonna have back, like family videos, and just all kind of just gone, just flat out gone. Yep. I mentioned this before, but that's why I started backing up like all my pictures and important documents and stuff yep. uh, to uh, Google. Mm-hmm. They have their backup and sync program. I love mm-hmm. it. I just set it on a folder and it syncs every change that happens. Yeah. I wonder, because I've never used them before. I wonder how better slash more accurate slash cheaper hard drive recovery businesses have gotten. Uh, I don't I remember, know. The first time that I looked at one. This was back in, man, like 2002, 2003, and I had a 500 gigabyte. It might, it might have been small. It might have been like a 250 gigabyte hard drive, and it shit mm-hmm. the bed. And I it was suggested, hey, man, you can find companies. You just mail your hard drive off. They, they get whatever they can and mail it back to you, and we're talking like six, $700 for this. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple tricks before. 
uh, that because most of most of these tricks are give and take. They're not guaranteed to work. But I tried the freezer trick one sure. time. Yeah, I fucking bagged it up in three separate bags, air sealed. The act. My mom actually had an air sealer like that. She like <laughs> you, the when you're when you're storing fucking fruits and vegetables yeah. and shit. It, it vacuum seals it and yeah, had it in sealer. there. Yeah, had it in there for I mean a deep freeze too for a good week and it worked. It actually worked for probably 20 seconds because I heard the bitch come on. And I was like, oh, yes. And then it, it was done. It wouldn't do anything. Just enough to give you hope. Yeah, just enough to fucking give you hope. I saw uh, the speaking of weird fixes for fucking hard drives. I remember watching uh, Linus Tech Tips mm-hmm. actually tried out the uh, baking your graphics card to get it to like the solder connections to re fucking wow. set. Wow. <laughs> And they, they were like, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> so they took like every piece of rubber off of it, every everything that could possibly, that wasn't like the circuit card. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, you know, there's no scientific way to do this because you're you're an idiot for doing this in the first place. <laughs> yep. But uh, we're going to set this oven to exactly the melting point of solder. And we're going to leave it in there for uh, a minute. <laughs> see how it goes the son of a bitch worked wow i wow. mean i mean hey we're we're all old school ish we we know the old uh red ring of death shit from the xbox 360 era mm-hmm. and i know that the most old, the old all, blowing on the nintendo cartridge and not not quite blowing on a red ring of death uh xbox 360 will not get it to work <laughs> don't don't ever blow the red ring but, of death you could <laughs> supposedly, and there's people that have done it. It never happened to the damn Chris. I think I have what five 360s go out on me. Six of them. I think the one I have yeah. in my room right now is like my sixth Xbox 360. But yeah, there was a trick that you could take uh, a bunch of towels and wrap your Xbox 360 up in towels and let it sit running for a good to like 10 15 minutes and that's exactly what it did it would heat the system up enough to where the soldering that did not solder correctly would melt and solder through correctly that's that's fucking wild man but it probably damaged any you know plastic components that were inside the system yeah there was so there was I a would special, recommend that there was man there was all kind of write-ups for this and videos for like you you don't want to use too thick of a towel you want to have it wrapped up and you only from the time that you start your 360 you only want to run it for six minutes and six seconds or some shit like that there was a formula to this shit and Mm -hmm. it worked what are some other fixes that we could think of back in the day remember the playstation one like the first model playstation ones you had to turn a bitch on its side for it to work remember that one being a thing (laughs) no Uh, You know, I was fortunate. I've only had one console go out on me, and that Mm -hmm. was uh, that was my uh, Halo 360, and Mm -hmm. eventually Red Ring. But I got years of use out of it. Yeah, I was completely fine with it. I wasn't gonna mess with it. I was like, you know what? You had a good run. I pulled the hard drive out of it, bought a new 360, and put the hard drive in the other one. Yeah, I can remember getting those big, long fucking Q-tips, like Mm -hmm. going and stealing them from your mom or whatever looking underneath her like her fucking her bathroom counter and fucking trying to dig it out fucking past the tampons and past <laughs> the cute uh, cotton balls and you're looking for like the ridiculously long q-tips and then dipping them some bitches in in uh and alcohol and like trying to swab the internal connections of the nes yeah and yep. uh, uh i can remember a little interesting thing 
Did you know that those little cooler things they sold for the Xbox 360 actually made the situation worse? No, never heard that. Yeah, there was a, uh, and I can't remember exactly, there was a cooler that was being sold all over the place. You could buy this damn thing at GameStop. I I had one of them. It was three little fans on the back. It basically extended the fan situation. Yeah, it, like it was supposed to buff the fans or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, that what they didn't tell you is it created like a a pressure issue inside of the thing and actually retained some heat because of that. So your your Xbox oh. was actually getting hotter on the inside with the fan on it. Well, that explains why one of my three sixties uh, shit the bed. <laughs> Probably the other ones are but, just eh, shit happens. Like there was one that was like okay, this one's pretty good, and there was another one that was like no, this one's horrible. It's gonna fuck your shit up. You know. Because we uh-huh. y'all know that I hate the well actuallys, man. I hate it, and I feel like I used to be one back in the day too. And if I if I was, I'm sorry for anybody that I well actually, but there, there's a social norm now that has been this way for a long time, and I could well actually it, but I just go, you know what? You just got to throw your fucking hands up and roll with the crowd, man. Because anytime that you bring up. NES, SNES, N64 cartridges, mainly NES cartridges, because they make fucking t-shirts with this meme around it. It's like, yeah, I remember, man, back in the day, blowing blowing the fucking cartridge, right? That's what worked. Though, well, actually, that is, it is actually true. You're actually throwing your saliva and spit and liquid on your board. You're not, you shouldn't do that. I, you know what, uh, Chris, our cousin, uh jughead when he showed me how to blow on cartridges he always did it he, he would like put his shirt over it he was yep. the, he is the only person that i've ever fucking seen do that anybody else would just pick the card up and blow in it if i didn't have him show me that way i would have always done that way and i probably would have it's it, it, it's gonna it ruins games over we're talking years of time we're talking decades sure. of time it has to be a lot of build up and yada 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 it's not gonna blow your nes out because you're blowing a cartridge but it's one of those moments, man, where society has picked up on that as being like the thing with Nintendo, and you want to put your glasses up and go, well, you really shouldn't do that, but... Well, I mean, not. unless you're like fucking reptile, your spit's not going to immediately destroy the fucking cartridge. Well, that's what I'm saying. I it mean, takes time. It's. You, it's I imagine, you know, if your spit is like solid acid, then yeah, it's probably not a good idea to spit on the fucking NES cartridge, but... Yeah. Anybody else? It's uh, yeah. Over time, you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah. But I mean, a ten year old doing it once is probably not grounds for you know. Well, I tell you, freaking I, the fuck out about it. I blew in my cartridges quite often because I had a fucking hand me down NES from a pawn shop, and <laughs> the games <laughs> I had worked off and on. And yeah, it's uh, so thanks, Jughead, for teaching me a, a, a more proper way to do that. Uh, awesome. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. That's right. Your favorite host, producer, star right. of the show is I back. Am, I'm, I'm, I've I'm, been I'm, here. I've been I've been missed. I've got all the fan emails. Uh my <laughs> uh the end of time cast mailbox is completely empty. So I missed you. I missed all of you folks too. Uh I kind of want to roll in the weeks, guys, because I want to get that shit out of the way and just bullshit yeah. the rest of the show. Uh, if y'all don't mind, 
I'd like to fucking steal the show and just So, Michael, uh, tell us about your fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've actually thought of most of my plane ride today, how I wanted to do my week. I'm still going to do my best to take no less, no more, I mean, no more than 30 minutes. I don't, I don't want to go over. Uh, so, without going into super detail, giving all information away that people just don't need to know, uh, my new job that I'm in throughout the year offers the opportunity to, to go on business trips. Uh, He's a gigolo. Yeah, I'm a gigolo. <laughs> Most of it is work. I mean, the, the, it, it, it is a legit business trip that we're going on. But in my off time, I've been in some really cool places. The first place that I went to on the week that you guys recorded, I wasn't here. I was actually in Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii before. And Hawaii for me was actually pretty cool in that if you guys remember... Uh, or maybe just you, Chris. I don't remember if Adam was on the show when I talked about it, but I said, man, when I go to these places like Puerto Rico and, and St. Croix and these, 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 these exotic places, I feel like they're wasted on me because I'm just not that kind of person. I don't look at brochures of brightly lit beaches and, 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 and martinis and, and bikinis and go, Oh, wow. I can't wait to go there. Or, and, and not even just that, like Greece and Italy and the pyramids. I don't know if the, if I'm just genetically broken, but places like this always just make me go, eh, eh it's, it's whatever. If I go there, cool, but I'm not like breaking my bank to go to it, except for Disney. Disney changed me on that one. But <laughs> Hawaii, I got to tell y'all guys, for this is me. You know, if you guys went to maybe, you know, Paris, maybe it'll be different for you. Maybe Hawaii is whatever for you and Paris will be good for you. But Hawaii was actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, some of the places that we got to see, some of the places we got to walk around. Uh, we initially stayed on the southern island of Honolulu, and then we spent a few days in the northern side of it. We walked around Waikiki several times, went to a lot of great shops, went to a, a really couple, a couple of really cool beaches. Tried my best to not spend a lot of money, but I did eat a lot of good food, had a lot of good times with a lot of good people. And some point in that trip around the time that I was in Waikiki, I was like, man, this is really fucking nice. This is this is what I would go for. So it's it's definitely a different experience than uh, the the Puerto Rico and uh, uh, St. Croix trip I've had. Uh, even with yeah, me, I think it's just because it was in Persona 5. It might have been, they were just yeah. Like, yeah. They were just like, man, they went to Persona 5. It's that same place. Yeah. There are a few other places I've been. I mean, I've been to uh, I've been to Bucharest. I've been to, I took a, a week-long trip myself to go to Ireland. I've been a few places. Uh, and aside from Disney, there's been no place that I've went to and been like, oh, man, it was so much better than I thought. Or, oh, wow, I can't believe I went. It was the greatest time ever. And most places have been kind of, yeah, I did the damn thing. You know, I went there. I've seen it. It's okay. But Hawaii was pretty nice. Uh, and on this recent trip, it wasn't anything special. I spent about a week in California. Uh, j nothing really of note on this recent trip. I mean, I, I hung out with a different set of people. Uh, ate at some new restaurants. That That is one takeaway from both uh, this and Hawaii is that I... I I'm not a foodie, but I do like to try different foods. I especially like to try foods that are not around me where I live. And some good restaurants, some really good food. So I want to spend a couple minutes talking about this one bar we went to. Uh, because I don't go out to bar bars. Cast. I don't, yeah, I don't go out to bars that often. Definitely don't go out to clubs anymore. 
but uh, most of the times that I was in uh, California, both on the Hawaii trip and this one, people have been like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go out. You want to go with me? Yeah, sure, man. I'll fucking get out. To, I'll get out the apartment or get out the house or whatever. I'll come chill out for a while." So I went to this bar. And it was, it's, I mean, it's pretty nondescript when you walked in. Very small place. Got a, got a nice ass bar. Had a little arcade right in the, right when you walk in. A little bitty mini cabinet. The kind you got to pull a stool up to. Had 800 and something genuine, awesome ROMed arcade games on them for free. He's like, yeah, man, just pick what you want. We're talking Donkey Kong, Mario, uh, R-Types, Gradius, uh, Street Fighters, Mortal Kombat. If you name an arcade game, it was probably on there from, say, like the mid-2000s on back. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Had a couple games set up, like a, a giant freaking Connect 4 and Jenga and a skee-ball thing. He's like, yeah, all for free. Had two pool tables. That, yeah, man, that's free, too. Uh, the only thing you really had to pay for at this damn place was, was putting money into a jukebox, which was, which was one of those new fangled ones that had lots of fucking music. And of course the alcohol. So that wasn't even, the, that wasn't even the big takeaway. That, that made me go, all right, this is a cool place. Uh, the arcades, if I get bored, <laughs> I got an arcade to tide me over. So we walk in and we're all drinking, having a good time. And on this big screen TV, he's, he's had this video play. And it was something like, uh, some Air Force kind of related video where people were, they were taking, uh, people up in these, uh, fighter jets and, you know, d going zero to Mach 20 and watching them pass out. And he was like, yeah, you know, we got a lot of Air Force people around the area, so they like to see shit like this. I don't care. Uh, or I'm cool with it. So the video ends, and I didn't even know it was a YouTube video. I thought it was like his video or something. It was a YouTube video. So I, I, I'm looking around. I see the YouTube screen pop. I was like, hey, who's in charge of that YouTube right there? He's like, well, me. I was like, all right. Uh, he's like, well, I guess what you want to see? I was like, nah, man. I, <laughs> the stuff that I watch, you probably wouldn't want to put on here. And there was... So there was like five or six of us there, and then about eight or nine other random fucking people. And he was like, I don't know, what shit you like to watch? I was like, I watched a lot of video game videos. He goes, bruh, it's whatever, man. What do you want to put on? I was, and I just shit a game out. I was like, I look for God of War. You could put like God of War 2018 uh, video. And it was like a compilation of all the fights with... uh uh. Chris, help me out. Uh, uh, Bar Barlog. God damn it. <laughs> Bardock? No. Bardock? Oh. No, I'm not going to let this go. No. Uh, Beetlejuice? No. Bowder. Balder, Balder, yeah. So Balder. it was like a, it was like an hour, hour and a half movie of all the fight scenes with him. And he was like, you want to watch that? I was like, sure. He put the, he put the fucking thing on and just let it play the whole time. And I caught him and multiple people like just randomly checking it out when all the whenever the, when the real good fight scenes and the real good graphics parts come up. And uh, yeah, that was really fucking cool. I I would I just random shit you would never expect to happen, and he was cool with it. So <clears throat> nice place, good times, man. Good trips, yada yada yada. So on this on these trips, uh, before I get to the games that I've been playing, uh. Let's see, let's see. Non-gaming thing. I haven't watched any anime. I haven't watched any movies. Uh, most of what I've been doing lately has been honestly catching up on uh, uh, AGDQ videos and uh, catching up on all the fucking YouTube videos that I couldn't watch. Uh, gaming related on the go. I brought my Switch with me both of these trips. And let's see, I played. I played a couple games. Not. 
not anything that I was really working on until I got to Kirby. Uh, so on, on, I had a lot, a lot of downtime on these flights. And, uh, one of the games that I did buy and was working on was, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Uh, for those that don't know, there's two of those versions. There's, uh, Let's Go Eevee and there's like, there's Let's Go, uh, Let's Go Pikachu. This is kind yep. of an easy buy for me because I was in GameStop and they were side by side. And I, I asked my wife, I said, which one would you like? And she was like, well, of course I want Eevee. So we got Eevee. And yeah, so I was working on that for a bit. Um, <clears throat> definitely some changes in that game. So. The idea of that is like a mix between it's like a re it's like a remastering of the old original Pokemon games, but the battles yeah yeah but the battle system revolves around the Pokemon Go stuff. I have yep. never played Pokemon Go, so this was brand spanking new to me. Uh, I had a little hassle, honestly, for the first couple towns trying to precisely get down what I needed to do to capture Pokemon. <laughs> uh, and it, it, that seems so bad to say because they stand still and later on they move and that makes it harder. It wasn't this, the moving around that I wasn't understanding. It was the, it was the double rings. I, I, it took me forever to figure out how I'm supposed to time that to make the catches work better. Uh, to the point where I was even looking at videos, and I think it's, I guess Nintendo just thinks that, that Pokemon Go is, uh, well, it is so popular that everybody should know how to catch Pokemon in this new game. And I'm like, I, I don't, I'm missing it. I'm not, I'm not getting this. I've, I pressed the button when these two circles and are all kind of different alignments and it's not working, but <laughs> I finally figured it out and finally got it down. Uh, really brief. Pokemon history lesson with me back in high school we're talking back in 97 98 time frame I did play through Pokemon yellow at least twice uh and that's that's it for me like Pokemon never caught me and grabbed me it was definitely fun I remember enjoying it I mean I played through the game twice so it's obviously got some it had some kind of appeal to me but I didn't really play much after that. I played the absolute fuck out of Pokemon Snap, though. I love that game. I did play Pokemon Stadium here and there, but it, it, as a whole, Pokemon as a franchise has never been one for me that grabbed me and, like, swept me off my feet for years. I've definitely expected it from a distance, because, by God, from a, from a popularity standpoint and a money-making standpoint, that game has legs for days. So when I saw this... Being a remake, I figured, yeah, you know, why not? It looks really interesting. I like the new art. I like the new art style, the new design, and mm -hmm. if the grinding aspect of the old Pokemon games is out, then I'll give the new Pokemon Go style capturing thing uh, a go. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I I've made it a couple towns in. Can't really give you specifics uh, because you got to you got to catch a lot of Pokemon, and that's kind of how you level up and yada yada. Big takeaway is I enjoyed it for for what little bit I played of it, uh, and it and this goes for all these games on my Switch. Uh, now that I'm back home and it's docked, it may be a little better, but it's kind of the same thing, man. They're kind of portable games. I may or may not continue with them, with them. I may just keep them in this permanent travel state, so I'll just play them whenever I go. I don't know, but I didn't dislike Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. I definitely want to get my wife to play it because I think just the there's all kind of little aspects about the game that are that are cute and they're I think they're just really fucking adorable. Like your your main Pokemon, whether you pick Pikachu or you pick Eevee, you have 
a way where you can actually interact with them. So yeah. like Evie, you can actually touch the screen and like rub her head and she'll make little noises and stuff. You can feed them, you can play with them. And that's that's awesome. I think that's something that kids would have just died to have back in the early 90s. You know, when yeah. Pokemon was being a thing, it's great to catch them and it's great that Pikachu follows you around. But now you can play with them and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I'm not sure when they put that in, but that's been a thing for, I think, the last three Maybe only two generations Probably. on the uh, DS. Probably. Like I said, man, I'm I'm out of the loop. I'm so out of the loop. Um, another game that I played uh, a, a good bit of, <clears throat> uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, the Switch version. Nice. Uh, I, I was going through it. Initially, I was going through it and just beating levels, and then I started going back and trying to get all the pieces, all the letters, all that stuff, so... Uh, yeah, I am enjoying it a little better, uh, a little more actually, but uh, man, guys, I got to tell you, I feel like, I feel like I'm such a minority here and I feel like people are going to think I'm trying to be just a, just a, a person that's just against the norm, but I, okay. So the, the Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, both aesthetically are awesome. I love how they have done. I love how they designed those games to make them where there are no random like floating platforms. Everything that's in that game, aesthetically speaking, is there for a reason. You know, you're jumping on sure. a. You're not jumping on a platform. You're jumping off of like a hippopotamus's head, and then yeah. you know a zebra is holding up a plate because he's in a, a a band or something. There's always it's it's very themed. The theming of these games are awesome, and I like that. Mm -hmm. But there's something about these two games that I don't like in comparison to the first three Donkey Kong Country, the original Donkey Kong Countries. And I, because, th man, this bugged me, guys. This, this really bugged me for a while because I'm like, I'm enjoying this game. The game controls okay, but I still feel like I'd rather go play the other three. And I think I have it whittled down to what it might actually be. The, what is that? The speed of these two games compared to the other two. And here's why. I have this weird mental thing where I always want to save the best thing for last. Okay? So when I first played the original Donkey Kong Country, you gotta, you got to follow me, but I promise you it'll make sense. When I first played the original Donkey Kong Country, I thought Donkey Kong himself was so cool. And when I had this new character, Diddy Kong, introduced, I was like, um, man, that, I don't know who this Diddy person is. What's, what's his deal? He's not Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's the cool one. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play as Donkey Kong. I'm going to open that barrel and get Diddy, and I'm going to swap Donkey Kong for Diddy. And I know I'm going to die a lot, so Diddy's going to die off, and then I'll have to play as Donkey Kong. That sounds so retarded and backwards. I get it. But that was my logic. What that did for almost every Donkey Kong country, it never made me play. Well, definitely not in 2 and 3, but I, mm -hmm. I played as Diddy almost the entire game. And if you put Donkey Kong up against Diddy Kong, Diddy is extremely faster. He runs faster. His rolling is faster. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there is going to tell me, no, they run at the same speed. <laughs> but I do know that it always felt more kinetic when I played right. as Diddy. And 
There are games out there that suffer from the floating disease where you press jump and it's, it's God, it takes like four seconds to land. I get the people that they're, I get when people say they don't like floaty games. I don't have anything to base this on because I, I can't think of a good platformer right now that really, really pinpoint that down. But for some reason, for me, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze both, they they control slightly floaty and they seem like they kind of trudge along. That's the best way I can put it. The The aesthetics are great. But I love the setting and the level designs and the extra characters. And I also love how in 1, 2, and 3, you swapped between characters. So in Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, you are always playing as Donkey Kong. Unless, um, am I saying that right? No, you're always playing as Donkey Kong. It's just you get a buddy with you that will help you. So you can't swap between those two. Huh. And I know I know this sounds like nitpicking, but I don't know. It just I I get I got and it could be nostalgia too. It could be because I fucking love those three games. Uh, well, mainly the two of them, and especially the the uh, Donkey Kong Country two because that was my favorite. But I respect Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze both. I do enjoy playing them, but if Adam came to me right now with, you know, Donkey Kong Country 2 in one hand, Diddy's Conquest, and Tropical Freeze in the other, say, hey man, what you want to play? I'd, I'd go I'd go Diddy's Conquest. Easy. Easy. One day, in the not-so-distant future, I will call you out on this. If you don't immediately make that same decision, I'm going to call you a liar. Okay, you can do that. You can do All that. Right. So next time I, on I, end of time cast, I just had to get this out because I know it's going to come up in conversation sometime down the road. I don't want people to think, oh, it, it's not like a hatred thing. I don't dislike those two games at all. It's just the controls are just it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit sludgy for me compared to what I remember playing. And fairly recently, I think I played uh, Diddy's Conquest like early last year january february so still fresh in my mind anyway so that's another game i worked on i worked i got a few levels cranking out 100 percent stuff and getting all the extra stuff and then i kind of kind of went on to something else i played a little bit more of mario's odyssey again because why not you know you can pick that up and jump in a few levels here and there and grab some shit um then i i got uh uh kirby's uh star allies I bought this one when I was in uh, Waikiki, actually. And I'm going to tie this directly in to a game that I stopped playing before I left. Uh, so I stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 3, y'all. Stopped playing that game. I made it. Okay. I made it to. Uh, so, so since the last time we spoke about Kingdom Hearts 3 at all, uh, I played through it. I was having an okay time. And I made it to the Tangled. Uh, I slight spoilers. Sorry if because I know that's kind of a thing. People people play these games because they want to know what kingdoms get revealed. But it's like the second kingdom in is the Tangled World. And mm -hmm. so I can so Chris, I can hear you now. Want to ask me why? I can tell you the moment that I stopped playing it. But the moment's right. not, the moment's just going to be the straw. The moment's not the totality. You the got to the frozen part, and they said, "Let it go." Yeah. The <laughs> moment that I stopped playing was in the Tangled World, 
was in that first area that you're in, the little forest hills side area, Chris. Mm-hmm. You remember the part where there were birds flying around and you had to go get the birds and you had to walk extremely slow across a certain path. And if you ran or made a noise or something, the birds flew away. And she was like, yeah. no, now you got to go all the way back to the beginning and get them again. Yeah, I I stopped there. I oh. <laughs> okay, so I, that I just went straight through that. I didn't yeah. realize that was a big deal if you didn't get it. It, it no, I got it, but it was okay. childish. <laughs> took it out of you. Okay, it, th- th- there's been so many. This game, it's hard for me to even explain why the hell I don't even like this game as much as I thought I would. Uh, the the best part about Kingdom, let me talk about, about the good parts, okay? The good parts about Kingdom Hearts 3 was just the fact of being in Toy Story Land. That was cool. Uh, typical mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts fair, okay? They couldn't have every single Toy Story character in there. They had a, they had a healthy amount of the good people. I mean, come on, they had Woody and Buzz. That's kind of really all you need, but they had some extra ones, and that was cool. And they, you know, they put a, 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 a Toy Story-esque spin on why they were there and yada yada yada. All that was fine. The fucking moment that the fuckers in the robe showed up and it was the Organization 13 shit and all that, Chris, I have watched that fucking re- recap like 15 times. I still didn't understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I felt very confident that I had the gist of what was going on in this game. That when these people started popping up, I was going to be, all right, I've I've got it. I know why you're here. I know what I'm doing. I've got it. And you know what? If it's me, it's fine. It's fine, world. It's me. I'm one of the 14 people in this world that don't get this story. But it's not just... Suddenly, I I feel really like... I feel really relieved after you drop Xenogears. It's not... (laughs) You can't follow Kingdom Hearts, so give up. (laughs) It's not just that. Okay, it's it's the what there's such a uh, dichotomy with this game. On the one hand, you've got this little mini game where it's like, all right, just walk and not run and let the birds follow you. This baby puzzle that I could do when I was three years old. And then these fucking organization guys come in and they all start speaking in poetry and and and, oh god you gotta look out for the darkness of your heart and it's like oh i can't i I just can't do it i can't i this is just not for me it's just you can't play it it like so fast and loose with how serious you're taking the plot i'm flying 90 miles an hour and then i get the brake slammed on me and then i fly 90 miles an hour and i get the brake slammed on me and the parts that I do like, I mean, okay, the gummy ship stuff, Chris, I did like that. I actually thought, yeah. like you said, the open galaxy-esque uh, way they did it, pretty cool. Having the, you know, the one to two, three, four, five, whatever star ranking things, so you can go into either mini battles or mini bosses, uh, doing a bunch of sit so you can collect a bunch of parts and build a better gummy ship, just like in one and two, and I enjoyed that. I thought that was fine. Uh Mickey has the stupidest fucking voice I've ever goddamn heard, and it was pissing <laughs> nice. me off. That's awesome. That I don't know why that elaborate. Me. Maybe because I <sighs> maybe because I just recently went to Disney and I'm j- I've got okay, Adam. Yes. Which of these two sounds more like Mickey? Oh gosh, Adam! I think we need to go get some Sora hearts, hey? Or or 
gosh, Adam, we need to get some sore hearts together, don't you think? Like, the second one doesn't even sound one like a One of them trying. sounds like a creepy pedophile from <laughs> Yes! Yes! It's like they didn't even try. Why don't you come in here and take your shirt off? It's like they just wouldn't talk. They just wouldn't talk like this. There's no reflection. There's no nothing. Just, hey, what are you doing? Hi. He always had that, like, oh, God. He always had those high peaks in his voice, and this didn't have the peaks. The other voices were okay. They didn't find all, uh, f- the, the, the thing about, uh, Tom Hanks' brother. That's, that's Tom Hanks' brother mm-hmm. that, that voiced Woody in this one. That's pretty cool because he sounds just like him. Uh, yeah. uh, Tim Allen didn't voice Buzz, but they got a really good close sound alike. Yeah, Tim uh, Allen's brother. Um, I like I feel bad in a way because I mean I did drop sixty five bucks on this game, but at the same time I don't push myself through games just because I spent money. I kept realizing that I wasn't briskly running through this game and just uh, this was not God of Warring me. You know, I wasn't just grinning ear to ear and having such a damn good time because the story was great and the music was great and the action was great and blah, blah, blah. I was, it was like I was stumbling everywhere I was going. I was like, well, all right, I'm back in this town that I remember from Kingdom Hearts 2 va- vaguely. I've, oh, oh, there's, so there's a cutscene with some people that I kind of sort of know their names and know what they're about, but not really. Oh, fuck, I'm in Toy Story Land. Oh man, look at oh, look at the graphics on. Oh, I'm I'm outside Andy's house. This is cool. I'm in a toy shop now. Oh wait, that organization 13's here again. All right, so fuck. What was this deal? What did he? Why did he just do that thing? Oh, what? All right, I'm back in the. I'm in a mech suit now. Woo, Woody and yes, it's all right. Well, now I'm chasing birds, walking. I don't know. So I own the game. I've already contributed to the, to the companies. Uh, I don't plan on trying to get my money back or anything. I don't feel like I'm not going to trade it in or anything. I may readdress Kingdom Hearts 3 down the road. I will say this much. I do have the Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 HD final mega super sonic mix, whatever. So I may Mm -hmm. do pretty much as Chris has done or is still doing, going through Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and then jump into 3. I may do my homework, but... I just, I just, I just had to put that game down. Just had to, had to lay it down for a little while. Uh, well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because I had the opposite experience of you. Hmm. Every time Organization Thirteen or you know the actual Kingdom Hearts story popped up, I was like, "All right, here we go." And then when the world was back, I was like, "Okay, this is cool, but let's get through it so I can get more meat yeah. to the story. You yeah. know, let's actually progress the Kingdom Hearts story." Yeah, because I. Like you said, I played through the other two, um, but I also watched the other side games be played or watched their movies and stuff. So I have all the lore from all the games, yeah. even the mobile game. I have the lore from uh, and that I can certainly understand where that caused me to care more about that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I've heard the argument made, uh, well, heard and read the argument that, you know, Kingdom Hearts would be a great game or maybe even a great franchise without the Disney stuff involved because mm-hmm. admittedly if I'm if I'm being really really honest I do see how it could feel like the Disney stuff is basically shoehorned in mm-hmm. I feel like they were given this is this is my problem with it Adam I feel like they were given the option hey Disney hey Square y'all come together and make something and instead of it being mostly a Disney whimsical thing they said nah 
we gotta have the organization thirteen and and the heartless and the and the and the that the time traveling and the ansom and all that and yeah I just I guess uh it, it, I wouldn't say it's so much that the feeling I got from the couple of hours I played in the first one ah uh, how can I describe this it's like instead of getting you know you take ice cream you put chocolate in it and you get chocolate ice cream right mm-hmm. if you take chocolate and you break up a bunch of oreo cookies in it you got a completely different fucking thing Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i see square and disney mixing here it's not a blend of square and disney together it's chunks of disney then chunks of square then chunks of disney then chunks of square yeah back and forth and they just don't work together yeah and that brings up the question like why i mean Let's go back to Kingdom Hearts one. Mm-hmm. You meet you meet like half the fucking cast of Final Fantasy seven there. Uh-huh. At what point in their fucking world were they yanked out of their fucking timeline? Like, the it, basis. I mean, I mean, it, it, think, think about this. You go and you meet fucking Cloud, and he's all emo and being a little bitch. You could you tell him there's like fucking ar- alive, like right around the fucking corner, and uh, he'd probably just go like, oh well, let me just not be a little bitch and go fucking over there. Yeah, and the, it just doesn't make any sense the, to the me. premise in the Kingdom Hearts universe is that all the Final Fantasy characters are from one world where all the Final Fantasy characters coexist in some form or another. So, so they not, didn't have their own canon storyline. It's not like there are, you know, 13 uh, Final Fantasy worlds or however many would be covered by the uh, so Kingdom it's, Hearts. So, so it's so not a you matter mean, of did does he know it, it is Ares dead or alive it's that that didn't even happen that's not right this is like an okay so uh, let me ask you the same did they do the same shit for the disney stuff uh, are that are the toys like yeah nah. fuck andy i don't know who fuck andy is no, fuck that they, dude uh, they've always yeah, and then the, and then the tangled people are like eh. yeah. yeah they're pretty nah, much remakes that's... or spins on the existing yeah. they're more canon than the Square characters are. I think they should both. Pay. If they're gonna just shit can all the square lore, they should have done the same to the Disney lore. Well, they didn't. Now, do now all I've got. Of it. A, now I've got a dog just, in this fight. They just selected pieces to use. I think yeah, you just they, need to respect Disney, huh? Adam. That's what you need to do. All right, look up Steve the Perv. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, fucking, <laughs> like, you're gonna take one cannon and shoot it dead, and not do it same to the other one. That's that's yeah. kind of that's I, you know. I think you said that. I think that that's just one more addition to the wall of why this is just not appealing to me. Is that I, I feel like okay, okay, somebody out there at some point, especially when that when the when these two franchises got almost identical in their control schemes, they said, "Hey, uh, uh, Namco. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, hey, Namco, and and hey, Street, uh, uh Capcom." You guys need to come together and make a fucking game. That not only is it, you, they didn't have to make that work. All they had to do then uh-huh. that was get the mechanics down. They had to get the 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 interaction of these two universes together. Square and Disney is like we can, we have enough money and we have enough writing and yada yada. We we can put this oil and water together and make it work. It'll look. It'll just look really cool, but it's not. I don't know, it's, it goes uh, back to the whole like it not mixing properly. Yeah, and it to me that was just really 
really jarring. But yeah. there is one good thing that came out of all of this. If you are done playing the game, you can let me borrow that shit. <laughs> I can't. Apparently, <laughs> you know apparently happen, somebody Chris? tweeted, you know called my bluff happen, from last episode. Yeah, yeah, we you did. So the, the, the call has been answered. Uh, it was a little bit of a slip up at the beginning because it was somebody he knew, and then it was, and it was also a Facebook post that wasn't what he specified. And trust me, folks, you have to have specificity when you're talking to Adam because he will wiggle his way out of anything he can. But that's right. It came in correct. He himself was tweeted on Twitter from somebody else, so now he is obligated to get the game and. I'm going to let you borrow it. I'm telling you, Chris, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have enjoyed that game. He's going to fucking love it. He's going to come at us three months from now with, with a with a wealth of lore. Did you fuckers know that this and that and this guy was tied to this, but this was the reason why she didn't, she didn't go back in time because he didn't have the fucking thing. And then Mickey was there. So it was all fucking Sora and Donald, and Donald the whole time. And we were like, no, we didn't really... <laughs> I didn't nah, like Adam's it. gonna hate it. <laughs> Damn. Was, well, who knows, man? Here's the thing. If you actually get into this series and do the and play the games in order and do the work, apparently it's all supposed to just flow like fucking water. And I'm saying yeah. that I it just did not for me. Because I didn't play all those games like that. I played one twice and I played two at least once, and that's it. All this other info. I never got, and I'm being told on one hand, no, you don't even need all that, but then I played Kingdom Hearts 3 and said, no, fuck you, I do, because the second guy <laughs> that rolled up on the screen, I'm like, who who are you? Why are you talking directly to Sora as if y'all have had rep rapport before? Oh, they have. They were in a game together that I never played, so... And it's not even just that. I feel like also the herky-jerky writing of this entire series has always been a little off to me <laughs> i want to put my i don't put my fucking games on a pedestal but i come from sweet code and two levels of rpg writing i come from final fantasy 6 levels and final fantasy 12 levels and and witcher 3 levels of depth and and broad strokes and all that this has always been i'm saying this respectfully but i've always felt this way even in kingdom hearts 1 it's Sora, Donald, and Goofy are on a quest. They jump into a world. They kind of sort of paraphrase the story of that world. They save the day. They leave. They go to a new world. And they kind of sort of paraphrase. And if you don't want to use paraphrase, maybe use squeeze in. If that's better. If that works better for you. And they do the world and then they leave. The problem is there's another big overarching story that's taking place this whole entire time that's not uh, Winnie the Pooh has nothing to do with that that I could that mm -hmm. I could see, so I don't yeah, know. Uh, uh, really, looking at the series as a whole, including the side games, a couple of the side games are <laughs> look like a better experience than the main games were. Yeah, controls, story, everything. And so much of this, especially in Kingdom Hearts 3, I kind of remember Kingdom Hearts 2 having a bit of a challenge to it, but man, you, d oh, yeah. Chris, you three, were, so. 3 was, dude, <sighs> take 4 steps, movie scene happens, enemies pop up. Take 22 steps, movie scene happens, enemies pop up. Go around the corner, enemies pop up. Go around another corner, enemies pop up. Go around the corner, boss. It's not exploration. There, 
There's a little bit. There's a t. And my God, Goofy and Donald both like you walk. If you walked a hundred feet by a secret, they were like, "Hey, you should look over there. That hidden thing is probably over there." It's like, well, thanks, Goofy, for taking that out of my hands. <laughs> now I can't explore and find that. You just told me where it is, and they kept. Well, doing I didn't it. think you were gonna find it, you dumbass. Well, you, the guy starts talking to you through the screen, <laughs> and he just looks directly at the screen. Sounds like you, you just, just awkwardly put your fucking your controller down and walk out of the room. Why are you such a dark person? Maybe you shouldn't be playing this game. Maybe it's for you kids. <laughs> You're 30 years old. <laughs> yes, I did feel that way. If you, it definitely felt yeah. like it was for the much younger crowd of RPGs. See, but see, see I, got, the I got the pass because I'm going to play this in front of my daughters and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, yeah they're going to love it. I mean, even they're going to be like, oh, you should play the game. Even when I was playing in front of my wife, again, when I got to Toy Story Land, I pointed the screen. She was like, oh, look, there's freaking Woody and uh, he's got, he's got Andy written on the bottom of his shoe and you're inside. Like she, she got it. That was a cool moment. It was definitely a cool moment for me and her together to see that. So, but I, I, me, I, I'm not watching Toy Story three the movie. I'm trying to play a video game, and I was not having that much fun. Let me, uh, let me ask you this mind fuck question right now. Okay. So, uh, there's this series that Disney has that already does what they're doing in Kingdom Hearts, and it's called Wreck It Ralph. Okay. How does what what happens there? Does Wreck It Ralph go into Sora's world and say, "Oh, it's a video game," or does Sora go into Wreck It Ralph's world and go, "Oh, this is a completely separate little place"? You know how do, how do they fucking interact? Which one wins? Which one is the higher canon? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I will say that I again because that's as far as I made it into the game. I don't even know what all the other worlds in are in, but. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that happens. I, I actually don't know. But I mean, I, Wreck-It Ralph is interacting with fucking Zangief and Sonic and shit. And I mean, so I, I have a theory that he's probably higher up there than these guys are. Maybe. Before I move on from Kingdom Hearts three on my side, Chris, I want to ask you one question. This is the only thing that sure. I want to spoil for myself. Uh, like flat out directly ask somebody because if you say yes to this question, I am going to go back into Kingdom Hearts three and I'm going to play through it. Uh, so all the worlds, all the Disney worlds that you visit, do you visit the Cars universe? No. Okay. Well, uh, well, that was my last bastion. That was the last one. So Damn. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But as of right now, I'm not. I just, I just said, man. As you watch, you watch the last remaining fuck just burn away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody can blame Chris for that one. He, uh, he did that. Uh, in my holy shit, I need to play something else. God, give me something else better to play. I ran to my Steam list. Uh, there's been a few games that I downloaded, and I started playing Time Spinner, which I just want you guys to guess what genre of game Time Spinner is. Platformer shooter? Uh -huh. No. Uh, Metroidvania. So yeah, <laughs> my my number oh. my number two wheelhouse. <laughs> that was my that was my second guess right after uh, racing. Uh -huh. I mean, is it not is it not a no platforming? Involved? No, no it, it is. But I mean, the 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 gist of the game, the selling point of the game, the bullet points highlight of the game is it's a it's a metro it's in the Metroidvania style. 
Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, so I started playing through that one. This was I played this after Kingdom Hearts three, but right, but in, basically in between my two trips, I I put probably ten, fifteen something hours into it. I'm I'm moving right along. Pretty cool game. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really. There's nothing a lot to just just it just screams the world's uh, one over to me because it's 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 a Metroidvania game. Uh, the way that you attack is pretty interesting. You have uh, orbs. That you attack, you attach one to each hand, and those different the orbs can have different properties. It can be a fireball orb, so you just basically throw this yo this uh, yo yo style ball that goes out and comes back in. It can be a sword, so when you throw it out, a blade goes out with it. You can mix and match these, and I'm assuming that as you progress through this game, you get multiple types of orbs with multiple properties. So we'll see. At the end of the day, it's hitting my sweet spot. It's 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 a Metroidvania style game. It's right up my alley. Uh, the reason why I jumped from Kirby Star Allies to Kingdom Hearts Three is because this this is something else that I've noticed. So. Kingdom Hearts 3 had its moments where most of the time it was very linear and very easy. Mm-hmm. Kirby has always pretty much been very easy. And I've noticed over the last uh, couple generations of Kirby games, they've gotten easier. Uh, the reason why I, I guess I prefer Kirby games over this Kingdom Hearts 3 is that the charm of Kirby has never been lost to me. There's more that I want from the Kirby franchise. There's no doubt about it, and this game does not offer that. So, the, so the, the the premise of Kirby Star Allies, the 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 hook of this game, the thing that makes it different from other, because you know pretty much every Kirby iteration has had something different, like a new sure. a new gimmick, so to speak, much like the Yoshi yeah. games. Uh, the gimmick, I say that respectfully, of Kirby Star Allies is that you can. So yes, you can you can inhale enemies and get their abilities, and your standard fanfare is there: the fire, the needle, the sword, and all that. And there's about five or ten new enemies that have new abilities. Uh, but the 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 gimmick of this one is you can inhale them and take their ability, or you can toss a heart on top of them, and basically you recruit them into your party. A maximum of three people extra you can have so you could be the sword kirby but you could also have a fire kirby and also have a a a wind kirby and also have like a water kirby and Hmm. you can have those friend kirby's they're gonna they have ai of their own they're gonna dodge enemy attacks they're gonna jump over pits they're gonna fight enemies for you on their own you can also uh enlist their help to you so different combinations of different enemies or different allies offer different things. For example, if you do have, if you are uh, Sword Kirby and you throw your hand up and the Fire Kirby will be like, yeah, and he throws fire on you. So now you have a fire sword, so on and so forth. That's that's great in premise, but the problem mm-hmm. is the, 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 the drawback is this game is so piss easy that there <laughs> it will so okay let me give an example i'm playing kirby's superstar or kirby's adventure for the nintendo entertainment system chris and i come as this is somewhat new to me but i get i get the idea that now i can i can have enemies abilities i walk up to this area and there is a cannon on the ground 
with a piece of rope hanging out going underneath the ground and then the tip of the the other end of the rope is sticking out of the ground and i'm puzzled and i'm thinking about it and i'm thinking about it what do i need to do here i walk over to the cannon i sit in the cannon okay okay so he actually gets into the cannon well obviously it's a cannon i need to fire the cannon how can i do that well duh, there's the rope okay i need I need to set the cannon on fire. Okay, well, and I backtrack and backtrack, and there's a little fire enemy. I inhale the fire enemy. I get the fire ability. I walk up, and I blow fire on on the rope, and the rope starts catching fire, and I go, oh, I got to run over there. Well, the cannon took off. Okay, I need to, st- <laughs> I need to stand on the other side and hit and, let, and light the fire, or I just need sure. to be faster. Or maybe he has an yeah. ability that I don't know, like double tapping to the right to where it makes you into a fireball or whatever. The point of this, Chris, is I had to figure this out on my own. Kirby Star allies, and again, this has been a problem with some of these later Kirby's period. You walk up to the puzzle and there's automatically a sign right there basically telling you what to do. And that happens multiple times in this game. Like you'll walk hmm. up to an area, you're like, "Well, this is obviously a puzzle." And there's a thing saying, "Hey, you need to ha- you need to have this ability and this ability to get past here." And you're like, "Well, shit." So I go inhale this enemy, and then I throw my heart on another guy, and it's like, "Oh, I've got the wind, and I've got the pole." So, and then I do the thing, and then I get past it. I'm like, uh, okay, I didn't figure anything out. It was just told to me. Yeah. Um. Do you- Go ahead. Do you think it's marketed towards a younger audience and that's kind of why they did that? I, yeah, I feel like they... Uh, so Kirby's a big... He's a little cute pink puffball. It's really hard, despite the, the cover art for some of these games, giving him like this, this, this scowl. It's really hard to market him toward a, a older audience. And I get that. But to me, man, like Kirby's Adventure and Kirby's uh, Kirby 64, the Crystal Sh- Legend of the Crystal Shards or whatever it was called, those are heyday Kirby games for me. The To me, that's what I want Kirby to be. I need a Kirby game uh, and another detriment to this game. And I'm saying detriment, but I'm like, I'm, I'm about to almost beat the game. I've, I've got like every... Uh, I've almost 100% at every single level. So it's not like I don't like the game, but I do <laughs> I do look at the 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 ease of this game and go, mm, I wish you I wish you offered a little more." It's not just the difficulty yeah. that I want to offer. It's the quantity. This I want like 120 to 140 levels in a Kirby game, and I want that Kirby 64 stick back that was the best for me that has yet to be realized again where it's not just kirby can inhale an enemy and get their ability he can inhale two enemies and you can get a different thing you know so there so then it becomes okay not only how do i get past this puzzle what ability do i need to get past this puzzle it's what two abilities do i need to combine to get past this puzzle that that was the best for me. It's, it has yet to be fully realized again. Um, the other detriment about this game is apparently there's only four worlds in it. Now, don't don't spoil anything for me, folks, because maybe after I beat the fourth one, another one opens up. Or maybe if I complete everything, another one opens up. But I'm looking on the world map as I was flying home today, and I beat the third world, and the fourth one opened up, and, I'm, and there's no space for anything more. So hmm. it was it's also a relatively short game. So fairly linear, fairly simplistic as far as that you don't really have the aha moments and not long enough. But is 
cute as hell and charming and i i it's it is fun i will i will give it that the the charm is there sure is it a full price game or is it a cheaper one uh man chris is gonna call me out like this (laughs) on my own podcast i actually don't know how much i paid for this game because i bought it and two other games at a GameStop in hawaii like i just bought them and i i didn't really look at the price i made sure i got the the full the right the a new copy though it is full price okay yeah 60 bucks uh i feel 30 ish would be better but i feel that's me being kind of selfish you know i again I, i there's there's something that i'm looking for with these kirby games and this one just does not have it it has the potential it has the it it can do it but it's up to nintendo they nintendo needs to scale that age gap up and widen the fucking playing field it doesn't have to be i I don't need a breath of the wild kirby okay i don't need that (laughs) i need more like a like a mario 64 demon souls like a mario mario 64 (laughs) slash super mario world kirby i need multiple multiple levels and again super edgy grim dark kirby having having (laughs) 60 different enemies out there and every enemy having a unique ability but every stage having like 15 to 20 of who knows what are those enemies so you're trying to figure out okay what combination of two do i need to fuse together to get past this puzzle that's what i'm looking for this doesn't for it just doesn't fit the bill it's just it is fun though I'm, i'm playing through it i Sad to say, I'm having, I'm enjoying it more than Kingdom Hearts three. What, what that's worth? <laughs> Rip. And that, okay. that, yeah, is pretty much it. I that's made, pretty unforgivable, actually. I that feel Kirby games beating out Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. What do you want? So I, I well, imagine, I'm not saying you're a weirdo. I'm just saying it's both. Yeah. Wow. I I imagine I'll probably be playing out Time Spinner now that I'm back home. I may go back through and play Resident Evil 2 uh, remake again because there's there's more to do in that game for me. Yeah, but did you beat it with Tofu yet? <laughs> not, I didn't even know Tofu was a thing. I hope you didn't spoil that for me. I don't know if they put it in the new one. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I don't know. If they if they completely remade the game, then Tofu and Hulk would be in there, right? If if the yeah, if they, and if they did, I'd have to because I did. I did play that. Uh, before before I pass the microphone off, did I tell you all about me beating Resident Evil 2 Remake? Was that a... I don't, know I don't think so. Okay, well... No, I'm pretty so. sure you were uh, you were crying about how it was scary. Uh-huh. About, oh, yeah, about yeah. Mr... About the... Uh, the, the, the headshots not working. Mr., Mr. X chasing me down the hallways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that... I mean... Nothing really noteworthy here. I I did play through it all the way. I beat the campaign, and I did see how. I'm curious of how the the second campaign works because I immediately started playing the Claire campaign, but it was almost like it was fast forward forwarding me through multiple scenes, and it would just be me as Claire in a room in an area, and then I do a thing and and pass a checkpoint so to speak, and then where I would be having a cutscene or a story sequence happen with Leon. It would just fast forward, and I'd be a completely different area with Claire. So I feel like they kind of do the Leon A, Claire B, but they're doing it in a, in a different way. Either that's, way, that's very odd. Yeah, because I didn't get that feeling because I was playing Claire. Well, I was playing the 
whatever the first one is. I didn't do the B. Yeah. So, so I, me, I did Claire. Yeah. So let me give an example. When I played as Leon at the very beginning of the game, this is spoiler free. I mean, it's as spoiler free as I can get for you folks. At the very beginning of the game, Leon is in a, he is at, he pulls his Jeep up to a gas station. And he mm-hmm. gets out. He gets out his jeep, and you can walk around. Oh man, he gets out of the jeep, and you walk into the I gas station, <laughs> and it's like kind of run down. Some shit's going on. You hear some banging, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he he goes back there and opens the door and get attacked by a zombie. And he's like, "Oh fuck this," and goes to leave. And then some more zombies come after him. And then a fucking wave of zombie comes open or comes at him, and he opens the door, and Claire's there, and he goes, "Get out!" From Resident Evil Two, the original. And then they blah blah blah. They get the jeep haul ass that's that whole sequence is probably a good five to ten minutes long depending on the person and how long you choose to play it claire it was like she showed up and it's like the cutscene just jumped to to uh leon going get out and then they were in the jeep and then the thing happened and then she was basically at at the in the at the first little streetway for the raccoon city police department it's yeah, just like, that's it's, not what happened on Claire I know, at all. I know. So I am probably what I would like to do is just start a new file as Claire A and just keep my Leon A clear, you know? Sure. So, yeah, because it, it and I don't mind it. If I had played both of their scenarios all the way through, I wouldn't have minded it. But as I was playing through Claire's, I was like, I feel like I'm missing shit. I feel like I, I know what happened on Leon's side. But I feel like I'm not getting all of her stuff. So we'll see. In the end, though, the game was good. Like, I have no complaints. Had a good time. Enjoyed it. Uh, ugh, man, I'm telling you, the way that they did Mr. X in this game was fucking... Ugh, I love it. But, yeah. I played that and said, all right, folks, let's go into Kingdom Hearts 3. Here we go. And that's how that ended. <laughs> that's uh, not a good transition to make. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, So I'm going to pick... Uh, who's the worst of us three? Adam, how's your week been? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the worst. You've already went. I'm the reliable one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My week. Oh, man. Mostly, uh... Or two weeks. A whole lot of side stuff going on. Uh, Been very busy making my, uh, my rounds about the community to different places all about um but as far as gaming and uh nerd stuff goes got a uh got a couple of things we had uh a whole lot of good stuff happen it it seems like this week particularly has been like nothing but cliffhanger cities for all the fucking anime that i'm watching (laughs) like man i don't know what the fuck went on this week in Japan, but it was like, they were just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Every single time I watched a show, it was like, oh man, this really dramatic thing happened. Oh, tune in next week. Fuck you. <laughs> so that literally like uh, out of the probably uh, 10 shows I'm watching, like six or seven of them did this shit to me. <laughs> so I'm waiting for next week pretty hard right now um, just to, uh, you know. Check out all those different little plot threads that seem to be going on. Um, Gaming-wise, it hasn't really been a big week. Uh, I found out that the fucking Blu-ray player on the PS4 will not work unless you're connected to the internet. That was a good thing to learn. 
Interesting. like 10 seconds after, you know, uh, I told you about that update that was going on. Yeah. That seems so, like an incredibly horrible thing to add to a Blu-ray player. A requirement for is. internet access? Yeah, it was like, you gotta sign in to blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I I would, but I moved my thing, so I, can, I just had to... Uh, we were, we were happy... Let me just go through the whole damn story. We got a kid's <laughs> birthday party, you know, last weekend. And so, you know, there's like 4,000 little rugrats running around, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, what's a good way to entertain them? A fucking movie. We'll put a movie on, and then some of them will stop moving, and they'll sit there quietly. <laughs> and uh, maybe we can catch our breath. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So I get, uh, I go in there, I say, oh, yeah, just use the PS4, it's whatever. And I'll walk off, go, uh, I'm trying to, you know, sidebar with uh, a friend of mine and kind of figure out something that's going on. And the kids' mothers walk back in there and they go, oh, it's not working. And I'm like, you don't know how to use a fucking Blu-ray, Blu-ray player? And they're like, I know how to use a Blu-ray player. It's messed up. And I was like, okay. I walk in there and the PlayStation is froze. Completely and utterly froze. It's sitting at the menu, but it has zero response to controller input. Nice. And I'm like, what? So I'm hitting the PlayStation button. I'm hitting all the directional pads, the fucking shoulder buttons, the fucking analog state. The damn thing's not moving. The controller is on. And I'm like, oh. Did y'all, like, microwave my fucking PS4 while I wasn't looking? Man, this thing's brand new. So, long story short, there's no fucking power button on there, so I yank the fucking power cord out of the wall, plug it back in, and the son of a bitch goes right back to the way it was. And I was like, what? So, I'm still I'm still not getting any kind of controller input, anything like that. So, I pull it out, and this time I wait two minutes and then plug it back in so that whatever type of little battery was keeping it, like, awake. Right. Like, it's you know discharged and uh yeah right then right then is when i found out that if you click on the blu-ray button it will not read a fucking blu-ray disc even if you just go and insert the disc right into it it will not it requires you to be on the internet Hmm. i don't know whether that's copyright protection or what but yeah if you get a brand new factory ps4 or maybe it was with this last update i don't fucking know but yeah pain in my ass that isn't that is not good at all yeah and i was like well i could just switch over to the ps3 and do this but you know it would be i if i'm gonna go through that much pain and suffering i might as well go and hook the modem back up you know so it was one way or the other we ended up doing it but it was i can't think of I mean, I guess it's like a pseudo way to backdoor check your discs to make sure they're not, like, stolen. Yeah, that's movies. what I was thinking, is, like, if you were had some bootleg thing, the PlayStation would fucking report you to the cops or something. I don't fucking know. I can't think of a good reason why a Blu-ray player would need to be connected to the internet. So, yeah. No, uh, no movie was played at, like, that exact moment. It took, like... <laughs> 20 minutes for me to go back in there and fucking hook the modem back up. Uh, the other thing is I almost got hit in the face by a pinata. That was great. <laughs> so let me tell you this story. So one of the things I do for my kids, every single kid I have, we, we do a pinata. It's just one of those fun things you can do. It's with good group activity for kids. Everybody kind of loves it. There's candy involved. So everybody goes home with some candy. You know, it's just one of those little nice little activities. Good, good birthday party activity. 
never had a problem with this until this freaking kid. I don't know whose kid it was. One of my daughter's friends from school comes over. And as I'm trying to put this pinata, like the pin, the first swack she took was like two feet over the top of the head of the pinata. <laughs> Now, that would be okay if I wasn't also holding the pinata. You know how you grab a hold of the string and you pull the pinata up uh-huh. to make sure that it's like, you know, it's moving and they're all blindfolded and spun around and they're all dis. Now, this thing goes two feet above it and it's already like a foot over her head. <laughs> so, and it immediately severs the connection between the pinata and the rope, you know, and the damn thing falls to the ground. I'm like, well, okay, that's whatever. So, you know. They, the mothers grab her and say, okay, stop, stop, stop. And I stupidly don't wait until they've yanked her like clear of the pinata because I think, okay, well, you know, uh, an adult's arms are, are around you and they're telling you to stop rapidly. Let me just go ahead and bend down. And I get about halfway down when the stick goes whizzing by my head. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to like, Put the fucking, you know, Geralt of Rivia fucking double axe handle on this thing while it's on the ground. (laughs) I'm like, well, somebody's not getting candy. I needed that ear. And, uh, now then then we kind of jerry rigged it back up there and, uh, you know, went on with our business. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty interesting weekend as far as things go. Um, but I guess gaming wise, I I did try, I did try Red Dead again, mm-hmm. and sorry. I yeah, uh, I just can't get into it. Like I can't get into the. I maybe if I had like a, a whole day to just sit down and play it, mm-hmm. you know. But it's one of those things where I and I think we talked about this before. It's not something you can just pick up and be like, oh, I'm right. gonna play it for an hour or two. No, you really need to binge this thing. Yeah. It's got to be you know a good. Chunk, you can't. You got to play this chunks at a time, or else you're not going to be able to follow it. It's not just that the game itself requires a commitment. It's almost like every quest you do requires a lengthy commitment. Mm-hmm. And you know, for most purposes, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just you know putting the thing into sleep mode, leaving it right where it's at, and just kind of chilling out and going and doing something else. But I picked it up, and I didn't know where the fuck I was. And people were shooting at me, and they were fucking. <laughs> Loud noises, and I was like, well, "I'm just such a menace." All right, <laughs> and I, I actually think I'm in the middle of a mission or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did my normal thing, where you know, first reaction is to pull the knife out and stare at them with a the wily eye. <laughs> and uh, they didn't take too kindly to that, and proceeded to ventilate my gatorial uh, area. To to the people that this game was made for, I know they're loving it. You know, the, to uh-huh. the people that this is their bag and they enjoy this, and I'm I enjoyed it. I, I, I dude, I can't play that game more than fifty, sixty hours and act like I didn't enjoy something. I did, but I guess so. I guess a better way to say this for, for the people that 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 game did not wear thin on them. This is right up their alley. It just got old to me. It's just that's that's all it really is to it. I I stopped kind of caring what was going on. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now, see, I don't even know what's going on. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just don't have enough time in. They're they're still like in the in the preliminary phases, I guess. Uh, yeah, and you know they're they're all talking shit. I do like I do like spearing people. 
That is, that is a lot of <laughs> yeah. fun to just bum rush them with a the knife and begin hacking away. That's that's some fun shit right there. Get your inner axe murderer out. It, I like the way their friends like stare in awe as you, you know, this crazy bastard with the beard runs out and <laughs> his yeah. buddy with the knife. Typical but, uh, Adam. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. Like, what's your reaction if, you know, you, you know, oh, we're in a gunfight. Yeah. And you see this guy just charge at you. Your friend's paralyzed with fear and he's just slowly being <laughs> Jason Voorhees to his death. And, yeah. I would I'd always, be scared too, man. I will always have the memory of playing for like five, six hours and riding up in the fucking snowfield and fucking plowing somebody over on their horse because they fucking plowed me over on mine and dying and going, wow. RNG, huh? Mm-hmm. Right? That's a, what are you going right? to do? <laughs> so. And, uh, so pretty much your your gaming week is not not so much still, which is fine, man. Yeah. You've got a it's wealth a, of years of gaming knowledge. This isn't just a weekly I'd show. Like to acquire, <laughs> I'd like to acquire some more yeah. one of these days. It's going to happen. Can't wait till you get in that Persona 5 again and, uh, <laughs> yeah, find out that ending that's going to blow your mind. I find out the villain was Ryuji the whole time. <laughs> uh, funny, funny enough, if you look back on some of our episodes around that time frame, mm-hmm. uh, I try to I, I called it that Sojiro was going to be the final boss. I ninety five percent meant that as a joke, but there was a part of me that went, you know what? I wouldn't put it past <laughs> this game. I would not put it past it. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, Sojiro is a giant fucking flaming tool, so. Man. Hey, what, the name? Mm. what kind of asshole treats a fucking like uh runaway <laughs> like this kid is like he even knows that you got screwed. He even he even suspects that you probably got screwed up. He's like, Man, they took you away from your parents, they're doing all these things, they're gonna throw you in juvie, Man. they made you come live with me, and I'm gonna be a complete fucking asshole to you. I got time I got bitches to bang, yeah, and I don't fucking really want you, you here. Man. He ain't got time That's for Akira. Right. He's got that man's got a That's coffee right. shop to run. He's just, and he's just and like women you know to what? bang. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't like you. And then the moment you get a cat, he's like, I want to name the cat. So Jerusalem a better man than you. You got you got you you got <laughs> at least like three or four more levels of friendship before you can talk about naming my goddamn cat. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. And uh Dude. I don't I don't let acquaintances, you know name my animals much less like an enemy as far as i'm concerned <laughs> so yeah we will not i have, thought that was odd and it, well, it's gonna stick out forever but i will not tolerate this rampant sojiro bashing on this podcast i'm just saying it hasn't improved we haven't he's, played the game more he's just some guy that's that collects kids as far as i'm concerned collects kids what oh my it's god just a, sojiro is just a creepy old man that collects kids that's all I will I will tell you this that the journey of that entire game was what kept it for me. The ending and the end sequence and all that, I I I to me I, I kind of feel the ending to maybe maybe 3 was a little better. The the aha and the reveals and the wrap-ups and all that was done very well, but that entire fucking game of Persona 5 is why you should play that game, you know. Yeah. And that's so. how a game should be. You know, you don't play Suicune 2 for the ending. No, nuh-uh. I mean, the ending is fucking bombastically awesome. Yeah. Depending on which one you get, it could just rip your heart out or 
and feed it to you though. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if the journey to get there isn't fucking just as good and filled with as many emotional ups and downs, mm-hmm. that probably wasn't worth it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just depends on the, and especially in RPGs, you know, and that's one of the reasons I can look back at the Mass Effect trilogy and go, you know what? I still, I still give all these games my recommendation. Yeah. You know, even if it, even if it ended kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. Now, wonky ending doesn't destroy the franchise. I mean, it could destroy the franchise if it goes way off in the left field or something. But as long as it's kind of on track and it just doesn't hit right, you know, that's not going to ruin things for me. Yeah. So a good ending doesn't make it a good game. A bad ending doesn't make it a bad game. I, I guess that could be an entire topic unto itself. Yeah. I mean, we could take another game that you own and you'll get to eventually God of War. God of War, it wraps up an ending, but it wasn't like it, it, the game wasn't like a seven out of ten and the ending made it go, now it's a ten. No, that whole fucking journey, that whole time I was just ear to ear having a good time. Loved it. And that's mm-hmm. exactly the same way it was from some five. Uh, maybe after I get done with with Kingdom Farts, I'll uh, I'll try that out. <laughs> I am itching to play something new. Like the like the like the loading screen says, man, take your time. Well, yeah. I'm apparently gonna have to take a lot of time because I gotta play Kingdom <laughs> Farts now. Yeah, don't don't play God of War first. <laughs> you you'll really drop Kingdom Hearts like my. Oh did. God! <laughs> <laughs> play Kingdom Hearts first. Set your oh. expectations lower. Oh yeah, well, my expectations could not be lowered. Really, <laughs> Good. really. I Wait, mean, so- well, I, actually, they probably. I could. It could be like the next Mass Effect game. Squalls but in the game. Come on, man. Come on. Squalls in the game. Is he? He was in Kingdom Hearts. Are you? Are you shitting two? me? No. Okay. He's not in three though. I maybe. Don't you fucking don't you fucking do this to me. Cipher's there. Zell Zell was in the can background. Can you kill him? You can summon Zell as a as a helper. Can you intentionally send him into like <laughs> precarious situations, mm. knowing that he will not survive? You can have Zell and Titus sit on the balcony and and that island, and they do the laugh together in HD, in glorious HD, and they eat a papu fruit. <laughs> Can we move on yet? Why? Why? Uh, so I guess that's it for your week, Adam. Pretty much, Chris. The show is yours. All right. How much time we got? We got like an hour and a half. That should be enough. Oh Jesus! You son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) Sorry, folks. So let's see. I've got seven games. Some other stuff. Um, So starting with non-gaming stuff. So this has been a tech week for me. Um, This last week in particular. you know, I'll really be covering, you know, two weeks, but this last week was the rough one. Um, like I was saying at the start, realized that actually on my streaming PC, I was finally doing some, you know, rearranging of files, some little cleanup in my hard drives. And I've had these files that I cannot move. They would not move from the drive they were on to another one. They could play. The file wasn't corrupted itself, but for some reason it went transfer. And finally I took the time to go into event viewer and do all the, you know, troubleshooting steps. And it's like, oh, there's a bad sector. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not good. This is this is my streaming computer. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one that has the better hardware in it. So I'm like, okay. So I go in, I repair them with the, you know, the Windows command line tools, get that taken care of. 
I haven't even gone in and tried moving the files. I think I moved one uh, just as a test, but now it's good. And I was like, you know what? I should check my gaming PC because I've known there was an issue because uh, Far Cry New Dawn was freezing constantly. Like every time it would do loading, sometimes it was small loading, sometimes it was big loading. It'd be like a cutscene loading or sometimes I'd just be in combat and it would happen. It would completely freeze the game, lock it up. Audio would play, but depending on what it was, it might loop or it might play and then stop, you know, depending on how the track was. But it would do that and it would be anywhere from three seconds to 10 seconds. And this was constant. This was like every couple minutes, if not more, depending on what was going on in the game. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty miserable experience. Um, and then I tried playing the Anthem demo. And aside from the normal server issues that everybody was having, uh, once I finally got in, I think this was the second part of the demo thing, uh, the open beta or whatever term it was for that. The game wasn't actually released yet. Um, I went in. Or wait, no. No, this was after the game was released. Hmm. So I was playing the actual game at this point. The demo had its own issues, and I talked about those before. This is the main game. I went in. I was like, I'm going to give Anthem a try. It's not the demo. It's not the beta. It's not a you know old build anymore. This is the actual game. So I load it up. I get through the uh, little opening cinematic uh, they do. I get control of my character. I'm like, all right, flight controls still suck. Got it. Sure. So I go on and I start playing and I get to a point where it's like, kill the enemies. I'm like, okay, where are they? The game glitched to where there were no enemies on my screen. Apparently this hard drive problem was causing those files to not load. It was this random, arbitrary set of files, depending on what I was playing. Um, I believe for uh, Far Cry New Dawn, the issue there was actually you play had corrupted uh, sectors in its files. So anytime it would basically access Uplay for internet achievements, stat tracking, you know, all that stuff that Uplay does behind the scenes, it was triggering these files, these corrupted files that would cause the hangup. So I had the same thing happen in Anthem. So I was like, okay, this Hmm. is not good. This is, I need to fix this. Um, And as part of this troubleshooting, I had uninstalled like almost everything on the computer because I'm like, something is causing this issue. And I thought it was software based. Um, because I had been in work, you know, installing some uh, mobile emulators and stuff. And, you know, some of them are more reputable than others. Um, but I was trying to get to work and my antivirus wasn't picking up anything. So I was like, yeah, I don't think it's any of them, you know, screwing me over like that. But I was uninstalling everything I could think of that might be, you know, accessing something at random times. Because I was looking and the CPU, or not CPU, but the uh, hard drive usage for the drive all my stuff was installed on would just be constantly pegged at random times. I wouldn't be doing anything, and then it would peg. And then you go back to normal. I'd be playing a game. It wouldn't be pegged. It'd be at like 20% utilization. And then all of a sudden, 100% for the entire time it was frozen. And that kind of led me to the hard drive thing. So hmm. um, I ended up buying a... I bought two new 4-gig uh, hard drives because um, I already have some RAID enclosures I bought on sale not too long ago. Um I ended up ordering extra because I found a one I wanted more somewhere else. So I had some laying around. So I bought hard drives to put in them. So now I have my data stuff, um, basically all my documents, pictures, etc. All the random files that aren't accessed for games or applications are on uh, 
that RAID set of hard drives. A RAID 0, like I was saying earlier, so it's mirrored because all I want is a backup, not this striping to get more, a little bit more space out of it. Um, for the obvious reasons you mentioned, if it fails, it really sucks. And in my last RAID setup, one of the drives failed like immediately. So I would have been screwed from the start if that was the case. But I got that set up and then I bought a solid state drive, a one terabyte solid state drive for games only. I put in and that's only going to be for games and the programs that run games, you know, Steam, Origin, etc. Um, I haven't installed it yet, but I actually bought another one terabyte solid state drive just for applications to run on like Visual Studio, uh, Game Maker, Unity, all these high utilization, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to just buy a bunch of solid state drives, you know, I'm always open to gifts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, you know, I bought the first one. I was like, oh, hey, this is a good price because solid state drives are, you know, not as cheap as normal hard drives. Uh-huh. And so the one terabyte I bought, the first one, it was $124. I was like, that's that's damn good. That's really good. Those, I uh, bought, they have been coming down recently, though. Yeah. I bought my 500 gig and it was like 200 bucks at the time or something like that. And that was on sale. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll pay 124 bucks. And then went on to buy the second one yesterday or a day before yesterday. $99 because it was Amazon deal of the day or something like that. I was like, what okay, the fuck? Now you're just slapping me in the face. It's been like three days since I ordered the other one. And now it's $30 cheaper. Go fig. But yeah, 100 bucks. Absolutely going to buy a one yeah, terabyte. I, pay, I want to say, and I got a one terabyte uh, in my PC right now. And I think, uh, I want to say it's about two, maybe three years ago. And uh, it cost me about 300 and I remember yeah. that being a good price when I got it. I was oh, yeah. like, one terabyte, 300 that's not bad. You know? So, holy shit, you got one for under $100 now? Yeah. Brand new? Yeah. And, and this it's is, not this is an off-brand. It's not like SanDisk. something... Yeah, it's not like something you got from China that's got like a flash drive and a fucking solid-state hard drive case or something. Yeah. It is made in Malaysia, but like I said, it's SanDisk. Um, and they mm-hmm. make pretty good hardware, so... Um, but yes, so I got, I still have to put that last drive in, but I'm not overly concerned. All that's meant is that I couldn't do any game dev the last week or so because I uninstalled so many things. Um, and I don't want to reinstall them just to switch. And I'm thinking about reformatting my OS drive just to start fresh. Didn't lose anything too important, did you? Didn't lose anything at all. Uh, this was, so technically the hard drive is not dead. It is, I, I don't even know if it's truly dying. It just has a few bad sectors, which could mean it's dying. It absolutely could, and that's why I'm not taking chances. Um, I've moved everything off of it, or actually made copies of it, you know, as appropriate uh, to the other drives, and I've uh, deactivated it in Windows, so it won't even show up anymore in my computer. Um, but it's still there if I need to pull something off of it, um, just to keep it from, you know, getting worse from load and stuff. But yeah, I lost nothing. And even if it had died, like I said I, I, earlier, I put stuff on Google Sync, the important stuff, the rest... Oh, well. <laughs> yep, all your uh, Steam games back themselves up to the cloud, so. Yeah. Can, come to think of it, there's not a whole lot of things. If my hard drive wiped today, and that, that's one of the things I learned when I lost my hard drive, is like, if I, if I really care about it, I'll back it up somewhere else. Yeah. And Man, I, <laughs> talking about the Steam thing, that's something else I did. I installed all but three games as part of this process to try to, you know, hmm. First, I was freeing up space because my hard drive was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought maybe that was contributing. But um, so also in spending too much money over the last couple of weeks, uh, 
I I had mentioned briefly wasn't a anything I really talked about, but I was using uh, a couch at my desk, um, which is nice in theory, but it's too short. So it's really throwing me off because I work at my desk too for my you know day job. So using a keyboard all day long and stuff while sitting on the couch, it's not quite working out. And I had started looking at, you know, like trays, lap trays and stuff like that for laptops and stuff to put my keyboard on while I sit back uh, to make it a little bit more comfortable. And I was talking to my girlfriend about it and she's like, why don't you just get another chair? I was like, I could, but, and so I ended up buying another chair. <laughs> she put is the, this one of those, is this one of those cool, like evil villain chairs with the high back and you can like swivel around? I mean, that would go perfect with your like fucking it, command it meets, center looking. So it kind of meets your criteria. I can do all those things and it, it has a high back. Um, Excellent. So the chair I had before was a DX Racer uh, Formula Series gaming chair. You know, one right. of their, all the streamers, all the gamers have, you know. And I, I bought one um, after reading up on different ones. And that was the model I settled on. Uh, got mine, liked it girlfriend bought one or i bought one for her i should say um so we both had the you know not matching chairs of different colors but the same chair um but when i moved the cold from being in the uh, pod transport and the way things were rubbing on it in the container the stuff started coming off of it the uh pillow got messed up for that goes on the headrest part so it wasn't in great shape after the move. Um, and that's kind of what got me why I switched to the couch in the first place. Cause I just got tired of the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, good chair. And so when I went to look at a new chair, I decided that since I do work from home now, um, cause the, and I bought the chair back in 2015. So it's not like it was immediately something I'm going to replace. It was almost, it was like three and a half years roughly of usage, which is really good for me for a chair. Um, I was at a for a time buying the cheap ones and they would last like six months and then the back would fall off or, you know, the armrest would fall off or something. I ended up sitting on half of a chair for however long it took me to stop being lazy and buy another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought the DX Racer so I quit being cheap and get one that would last. Um, and it's not like I want to throw out the one I have. I It's still sitting in my living room because I don't know, I don't have anywhere else to put it, but I'm not just going to throw it away. You know, it's still a good chair. It's just, yeah. A few issues with it. So anyway, basically, you just need to go and shave your head and buy a white Persian cat, and then surprise your uh, maybe like an eye patch. Just <laughs> don't tell your don't tell your gr- girlfriend any of this. And then just when she comes to talk to you, you just spin around and go, hmm, <laughs> see what happens. Uh, so yeah, so I ended up going with an actual office chair. It's still a DX race, so I shopped around a bit and. Office chairs get expensive. Um, yes, <laughs> for a good reason. Um, but I'm I'm not going to pay over a thousand dollars for one. Uh, just off the bat, I, I understand it's similar to like a mattress. You know, you want to pay for a good mattress because you spend so much time in it. Same thing with a chair. If you're like me, you work from home, or you're a gamer that's going to spend you know so many hours sitting in a chair. I understand putting money into it, but not a thousand dollars. Not for a chair. Um, especially because when I was looking at them, their chairs similar to what I've sat in in offices. Um, cause you know, the military buys chairs that are way too expensive instead of just buying, you know, normal office chairs. Um, especially when you work around higher ranking, uh, members of the military, you end up with these ridiculous chairs that have all these 
13 levers, you know, 16 different types of support. And you're like, I just need a chair to sit in. Um, you go to sit in and like almost flips you over backwards because one of the levers isn't in. Um, but yeah, so I was looking at all these and they were all the style of chair that I've sat in in an office and I did not like. So I went back to DX Racer and I was looking at their different products. I ended up going with the uh, and, uh, classic series office chair. It's actually intended for office usage. Um, so it's thicker than the gaming chairs are. It's bigger, um, which is kind of a little odd because I'm sitting high now. Like the lowest setting on this chair, my knees are almost hitting the bottom of my desk. Um, wow. It's very weird. It's It's higher than the high setting on the previous chair, on the gaming chair. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird adjustment. Um, but so far, it's okay. Let me ask um, you, Chris. Sure. Let me ask you. Yeah. Why didn't you just get a recliner? I don't have room. Oh, okay. Wrecked. Wrecked. And, I'm, and I'm not using my TV. I'm using my desk with my command center. Double wrecked. Because it might, it, again, everybody's setup is different, but my battle station is set up where I'm in a recliner. And all my yeah. stuff, like, I have, like, a lap. If I need it for eating or whatnot, I have, uh, like, a lap thing that I can, I have a, a lap table I can put on, literally put on my lap and then put stuff on it. But I have a table to my right that my mouse and keypad or mouse and uh, mouse pad sits on. And then my wireless, which is wireless, and my wireless keyboard just sits in my lap. And then all my controllers are yeah. wireless. So I, mean, I actually have a holodeck in my house. I'm sure you, you do. I've never seen like that. You are lying. The games. I've been to your house. You do not have a holodeck. Yeah, I've been there. When's the last time you don't been lie there? to people like that? I'm just saying, I got a holodeck. So yeah, it's a it's a give and take with this though because it it is too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the man. This is the life. But I can also see if we have a business situation, you know, it may be. Maybe more beneficial yeah. to have. I don't know. You can alt tab all over the place with six monitors right here from a lap from a, a recliner. So I get it. Yeah. If you ain't got the room, you ain't got the room. Yeah, I definitely don't have the room in uh, this apartment we're in. Um, and it's one of those things where, yeah, the couch was nice and yeah, I'd kick back and kind of sit back, but that also isn't good for productivity. <laughs> like you're As mentioning you a little slowly, too comfortable sometimes. Slowly yep. fade off into the oblivion. Yeah. Um, it never actually happened, but it got close a few times. Well, so, yeah, so I got the chair. I have another question before you get to this chair. Okay. <laughs> I, need, I need to know. As the, as the elephant in the room, it needs to be addressed. So you bought, you originally had a, a DX Racer gaming chair. Yes. What did you notice different about that, longevity aside, than any other office chair you had before? Like, what made it worth that purchase? Um. The seat overall was more comfortable. Um, it was actually padded differently. Um, even the office chair version I have now isn't as comfortable as the gaming chair was as far as, you know, butt support goes. Or butt comfort, I should say, not support. Um, typically, office chairs are sturdier um, and aren't really intended for you to be super comfortable. <laughs> They're, you know, they typically focus around Stiffer, posture yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, the gaming chairs... Super comfortable. Gotcha. You sink right into them, etc. So this um, wasn't a this wasn't a an Apple buy. Like it didn't. It's just 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 because it said DX Racer didn't mean shit. It was legit a comfortable right. chair. Yeah. Good. I mean, good. and if if we didn't like it, I wouldn't have bought one for my girlfriend. You know, and she still uses hers. Hers is in a much better condition. Um, like I said, mine got screwed up in the move, but hers is still good. 
Um, she's got a couple, you know, spots of wear and tear on it, but I bought hers probably two months after I bought mine. So she's also going on three and a half years of usage. And I don't think we'll replace hers anytime soon. Maybe when we move and we'll give one of the kids that chair or something. I don't know. They both have their own chairs that are doing okay. Um, so the other big purchase I made, um, so my phone, I don't know how much I've talked about it before on, uh, podcast, but my phone, uh, it's a HTC 10, I believe is the model. Um, whatever the latest HTC phone was a year ago or so, about a year and a half ago. Um, it, the battery on is basically shot. So if it's not on the charger, it could last from three seconds to five minutes. And that's from full charge. You know, you put on the charge, it's like, yeah, 80%, 100%. And then you take it off and it's like 97 and then dead. Wow. Um, It started off dying at like 40%, which was annoying. But as long as I kept it above that, it was fine. And then it started dying at like 97%. So I I work from home, so I can sit on the charger. That's not a huge issue. It was just very inconvenient. You know, there's no toilet, uh, you know, phone games for me. Uh, You know, first world problems. Uh, But whatever. That's that would send me immediately to the freaking phone store <laughs> for a new phone. <laughs> Just get yeah. a new battery. Yeah, so I, except for the fact that you can't remove them on these phones. Yeah, uh, you on have to the take newer phones, they are got to be like dismantled to get the battery out. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, no. I, I don't know that. I've never had to change a newer battery. I used to change the other, the old ones. You know, you just pull, no. this, you pull like the back the off. brick. You no, I don't talk about a Nokia brick. I had a Samsung that you could just flip the back off of it and put a new battery yeah. in. But I guess they've changed Absolutely. that shit. Yeah, because I used to buy the extended batteries and stuff that you know made oh, your phone yeah. thicker, but yeah, it lasts <laughs> forever. Um, can't do that. Haven't been able to do that for like five years now. I think at least. But I still make those little charger bricks that'll store like four charges worth of energy, and then oh yeah, I have like in. we have three of those. Yep. Uh, I actually took, I had, we also have three of them and I took two of them on the trip with me and having a cell phone on, not adjusting the brightness and watching videos on that. And then also having the Nintendo switch hooked into it, playing it, not adjusting brightness for the five hour trip. When we got off the plane, 72% battery still left. That is probably one of the best $20 I've ever spent on Amazon. Oh yeah. And I think I've got a bigger one than you have. I spent like 50 bucks on a lightning deal for one. Mm. Ended up buying another smaller one. Uh, my girlfriend got one that came with a set of luggage. And we ended up buying her brother one for Christmas because he wanted one. <laughs> um, yeah, those things are ridiculously useful. Oh, yeah. If you're any time you're going to be sitting there, you know, and you know you're going to be somewhere prolonged away from a charger. Beautiful, beautiful to have. Like as he was mentioning, the air. I, I don't see why airlines haven't implemented little charger ports. Yeah, on the damn seats. Some do. Uh, you know you what? Know? Funny thing on that note, hotels the same way. I've stayed at four. I uh, well five if you count the lodging one. So five separate hotels in the past three weeks, and only mm-hmm. one of them had it was every every power outlet they had it had two power outlets and two usbs and there was like nine power outlets in that entire room so <laughs> i i love that yeah and i went to another one that was fancier we paid more money to be there but they didn't have that just standard ports yeah so back to the phone itself so i i dealt with it for 
a couple of months now. Um, I had looked on my Sprint. I, I had Sprint service. I looked on my Sprint account. It's like, yeah, your phone will be paid off because I did the installment payments just because. Um, it was like, yeah, you've got two months and then you're paid off. I was like, okay, I'll wait. You know, no big deal. Um, so then I started looking at new phones because I got um, my tax return. So I was like, you know, this is a good opportunity to go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, so I started looking on Sprint and I put in HTC because that's what I always filter by. Because um, I've been an HTC user for 10 years now, 11 years, just going right from one model HTC to another. Uh, starting with the Mogul, which was this weird sliding screen keypad thing. Oh, yeah. um, great phone. I love that phone. Um, and I just kept upgrading HTCs from that. Um, but they didn't have a single HTC phone listed. Um, I did some Googling, and I don't know if it's just because of my area, and I don't know why it would be in this area, this lack of them. But I looked online, and I was like, yeah, the new HTC is coming to Sprint. But I'm like, well, why are the, you know, not why is the most recent one not on there as well? I'm like, I don't want to switch to Samsung. Uh, that's what my girlfriend has, and it's a decent phone. I just don't want that. I want HTC. So I'm like, if I'm going to go to a different phone uh, brand, you know what? I've been looking. I'm going to look at the Google Pixel because it seems pretty good. Um, I've heard good things about it, and uh, they're up to the third one now, so Google Pixel 3. Um, so I look at that, and I'm first I go to the Sprint site, and it doesn't show up. So I'm like, okay. So then I start looking on Google, and it's like, yeah, you can do this, this, and this to get it you know, on your Sprint account and X and Y. And then it's like, but if you sign up for Google Fi your phone will be $150 cheaper. Huh. I'm like, you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, and Google Fi is basically what I've interpreted it as is it's their service, Google providing, you know, phone service, but they piggyback on all the other services. Hmm. I don't know how this works out, but they have some relationship with like every major carrier. Um, so you pretty much are, or seem to have a good coverage map. Um, and it's an interesting plan set up because it's unlimited text, unlimited uh, voice, uh, but data is X amount per gig up to 10 gigs. And you may think, well, 10 gigs isn't much. Um, and it's not, absolutely not. We use like 15 gigs each um, on our plans currently. But after 10 gigs, it's free. Huh. It's just a little bit slower. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, sure. If, you know, my max bill from data usage is going to be an extra 50 bucks because it's like five bucks per gig or something like that. Yeah. If it's going to be 50 bucks, making my bill total like 60 bucks or 70 bucks, sure, that's better than what I'm paying now with Unlimited. Yeah. That's how you do it right there. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I now have a Google Pixel 3. Um, I did not get the XL and I'm. I sort of regret it because I didn't realize how small the pixel was. Um, looking at the dimensions as I listed them on the site, it looked comparable. And it's not realistically, once I put a case on it, it's not a huge difference. Um, but it's still enough that I probably would have gone with the XL if I'd actually looked at them in a store. Um, Got to say, great experience with the phone so far. No issues. Um I have no idea how much data I've used because I actually turn off mobile data as I'm sitting home on my butt all day. Uh-huh. So I'm just running off Wi-Fi. Yep, that's the so way we do in, it here. In theory, I'm going to have a phone bill of like 30 bucks nice. from Google. And my Sprint, um, 
my sprint bill monthly is over two hundred dollars. Um because that Oof. includes the payments for, you know, two phones. Right. Um now that so I'm I've got to figure out how I'm gonna end up transitioning my girlfriend's phone to the Google thing. Um I just have to make sure that it works out because she's on a she's at she I hate how Sprint does this. Her plan wasn't actually a installment plan like mine. Hers was a lease because they didn't give an option for installment. So once we pay off the lease thing, there's still like 400 bucks you have to pay to actually own the phone. So I'm like, this isn't great. Um, she has, you know, one of the latest. It's like the Note 8 or whatever, you know. Yeah. One of the big recent ones. Stupid expensive. But it, on a monthly payment plan, I don't really care. Um, yeah. Because the end amount was the same. But 30 bucks a month, sure. I'll oh, pay yeah. that for three years and own it. Um, but yeah, so... The screen quality on the Pixel is amazing. I love how good screen uh, uh, phone screens look now. Yes. It is ridiculous. Sometimes I'll look at things on my phone and I'll be like, my computer screen doesn't look this good. It's this sharp. And the, like the, shit. the cameras, the pictures they can take. Uh, I took some pictures uh, with these past couple of weeks of various things, foods and just vehicles and stuff. And I, before I even posted them on Facebook, was like, man, I paid like $900 plus for my uh, Rebel camera and, and, and all that stuff. And this thing takes damn near equivalency of that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's one of those things I've noticed, um, it, like I watch a lot of Achievement Hunter, and when they do their live action stuff, like around the office, they'll have someone with an actual, you know, handheld, you know, studio quality camera, Yep. you know, walk around the office, but then one or two of them will have their phones out recording, and you cannot tell Yep. just as they cut the difference when they switch from one to the other. Mm-hmm. that's how good the iPhone camera is and whatever other cameras they have around the office on their phones. And that is absurd because who knows how much that big clunky studio camera costs. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, I think that's it for non gaming stuff. All right. You have seven minutes left. All right. Well, I got seven <laughs> games. So a minute each. All right. Um, so, Oh God, where do I start? Um, uh, let's start with magic. Cause that's something I talk about routinely, uh, playing, MTG Arena, it just keeps getting better and better and better with the UI. Good, this good. MTG Arena is still in beta. They haven't released the full version, um, which is just amazing that it's the quality it is and still a beta version. This is a quality. This is of a quality that a lot of games are end up at. Um, you know, six months down the road, a year down the road. Right. They made all these changes, and now that but they're taking the time. They're not saying, "Yeah, we're a full release," you know, and it's free. So, um, they just, it's like every couple of weeks they'll add quality of life things, um, mm-hmm. or change, uh, the way things work. Uh, I don't know if you were here when I talked about, it, but they added the duplicate protection. So certain rarities, when you get duplicates, you get wild cards instead. So it's nice. more useful. You build your collection faster. It's, it's awesome. Um, they added some small icons to cards in this last update. So you kind of had to. I don't remember what the visual indicator was. I think there was one, but it wasn't as obvious. You know, if the other person knows what's in your hand because they have a, you know, look at your hand card or something or you had to reveal a card. Now it has a little eyeball on it for every card that they know it is. Nice. So it's these small little quality of life things and it's amazing. It's so good. Um, 
the ranks for preseason two just closed. Um, I ended up in uh, ranked tier four or gold tier four. So better than expected. But I think that's the same thing I finished in uh, preseason one. Uh, limited, which is the, uh, excuse me, in the drafting. I finished silver three. I didn't do a whole lot of drafting and I'm not good at drafting. So, um, I just treated it usually as just collecting cards, um, which is my favorite type of, uh, mindset to go in with that. Because if you're not playing best of three and you don't know exactly what you're doing, you don't know how the cards, uh, what the synergy is, you're not going to have a very good time. You're going to lose a lot. Um, like my four drafts I did to get to silver three. Um, I don't know if I played any before this in this season, but I went oh and three in my first game. Wow. I was totally okay with it because I was collecting cards. I was, you know, trying to get certain cards. I'm fine with that. And then I went three and three. Hey, that's a step up. I got more rewards. And then I went two and three twice. Nice. So overall, not great results, but what I expected. I got my cards I wanted, um, you know, based on what I was able to get. I have no issues with that. Zero yeah. issues with that's, that. That's the nice part of it, where you still got what you wanted, and you're like you're unperturbed by anything else. Yeah. So the only downside to those drafts were that they were Guilds of Ravnica instead of the new Ravnica Allegiance. They kind of rotate the decks, uh, the, what do you call them, the expansion, or I think there's a different term for it, but they basically... Uh, rotate the expansions out for the draft so it's a little unfortunate but then they had another event draft where they brought back the uh, greedy draft which is you start with nine cards you can play two land cards per turn and you have no max hand size so mm-hmm. you're playing lots of cards it's a much faster paced uh version of draft but this one was ravnica allegiance the latest expansion so i jumped on top of that and I did pretty good. I did pretty good. I went three and three, four and three, four and three again, and then two and three. Those were amazing. Those were probably the best results I've got. I don't think I've gotten more than four and three. So to get it twice, I, I'm, I was stoked that I got that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else? What other game do we want to go with? Uh, Trials Rising real quick. Um, it's out now, but I played the open beta. I had played the closed beta a while back. Um, it was an interesting experience. It had some bugs and stuff. The open beta, I didn't run into a single bug. Everything I saw in the closed beta, they had fixed. Um, I don't think anything gameplay wise changed. It was purely just, uh, cleaning up the client itself, if you will. Nice. Um, so good on them. Um, I own the game. I haven't played it yet though since it released because of other stuff I've been going through. And I'm I enjoy playing trials. I am not good at trials games at all. Yeah, same I here. I suck. I, so I have fun with them for a, a while, bit. but when they get super critical hard, I'm like, I no, I just I, I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, like in the open beta, um, I don't know how quick you get to it in the main game, but. Not too long in, I played it. I don't even know how many hours I played it. Um, but I got to a level that was classified as extreme. And it's like, yeah, try to beat this before the beta ends. I played it. <laughs> I spent about 20 minutes on it. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'll wait for the main game. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be more levels that aren't extreme for me to play. But yeah, Trials games are so good. And they just keep improving them. The graphics get better. The, uh, the, the hell, There has a hell of a community got around those games, too. Oh, yeah. 
the the guy in the in Trials Rising that does the tutorial thing, that's a guy that was a fan who yep. made YouTube videos. Yep. They brought him in to make the in-game tutorial. Yeah. He just got a good personality and they're like, yeah, man, come on. Yeah. It's amazing. Love it when companies take advantage of fans like that. I say take advantage, you, you know, bring them on board. Yeah. Uh, to help support the game when they do so much for the community for free. I say for free, but, you know, YouTube monetization, et cetera, whatever. I know. Yeah. Technically for free. Um, um, God, what else? Uh, okay. So something I just touched on today, because I forgot it released. I only played it for 20 minutes, but Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Okay. All right. I'm interested. I'm um, interested. So thinking back and help me with this, but I believe the old game was kind of a left to right thing. It wasn't like a, was it like isometric 3D-ish? I see. That's something I was always curious about. I thought I saw ads for both, but I think the game was side scrolling. I think there were two different games. One was the kind of above, like top down-ish, and the other one was side scrolling. Uh, fun fact, I never, I never played either one of them. My wife has, okay. but I, I never have. Okay. So back in the groove is that top down thing. There is the funky zone, funk zone, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where you're kind of sliding from left to right. And you have to get money and experience and all these things while avoiding walls and gates that will take you back to the quote unquote real world. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call this game um, as far as genre goes. Um, you just walk around and press A on stuff to see what happens. <laughs> you have a couple other button interactions. It's very simple. Um, I'm going to throw out before I go any further talking about how simple it is. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah. So it's not like they're charging you 60 bucks for a very simple game. This is 20 bucks. 20 bucks, I think, is well spent just with the nostalgia. The music is great for this game. Um, it's that funky, you know. Toe Jam and Earl music, just like the old school games, still has it. It's good. Um, there is apparently a multiplayer mode over internet you can play. So that's interesting. Um, I didn't even know that was going to be a feature until I get to the main screen. And it's like, do you want other people to be able to join your game? I'm like, uh, no. No. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? This is Dark Souls? Get out of here. Uh, so... Uh, but I actually looked when I was thinking, I was, you know, writing my notes for this game. I was like, what is the genre of this? So I went on Steam and the only genre tag on it is adventure. That's wow. it. Uh, since we're talking about like tags and stuff like that, let me ask you, how would you consider Anthem an RPG? Oh, God. Let's. Like, mm. I've, I've seen a lot of different tags put, put on it, but they're like, it's a shooter looter RPG. And I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering. Because I've seen that that label gets misapplied a lot, and we've talked um, about this before. But like, you let, could consider Madden an RPG yeah, if you go me, by certain metrics. Let Let me think about it, and when I get to Anthem, we'll talk about that more. Oh, because <laughs> that's on my list too. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, Toe Jam and Earl. Like I was saying, I don't know how much I'll play it, but it's a interesting little game. It's really a old school game. It's one of those random ass games. You wander around doing things that has almost no purpose. I mean, there's a story. You know, you're you crash land on Earth and you're collecting these parts. I don't know. Um, I just did part of the tutorial uh, world, I guess, which is a thing. I guess there's different worlds. So there's some sort of uh, procedurally generated stuff, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I played 20 minutes of it, just enough to be able to talk about it today because um, I 
totally spaced. I was coming out and I had hours. I was playing Magic instead of playing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you played the old one, drop the 20 bucks, play the new one. If nothing else, just to show those guys some love. Let's see. Um, okay. So I'll talk about Far Cry New Dawn a little bit more. Um, so now that I'm playing without stuttering, the it like I was saying earlier, it runs very smooth. <laughs> no issues. Uh, the game is just kind of boring overall. Um, I don't feel invested in any of the characters. The gameplay isn't amazing. Not There's what not you really want to hear stand about, about it. <laughs> um, that's and, another one of those games that's got all those little mechanics in it. And it's yeah. just, I mean, I I don't have an issue with the mechanics that are in it. I don't it's have a problem that, with the mechanics being in there. It's just it's one of those things I notice. It's it's kind of prevalent now. They've they've decided that RPGs can be mixed into any other genre, and they do so willy nilly. But whether or not they put the tag on there, that's a uh, like that. In the Far Cry games that I've played, they've had they've got like a skill tree going on. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or they'll have XP and levels. Even Call of Duty has levels now. Like okay, you grind yeah, up to level sixty, and you're now you got the, the the this gun unlocked, and blah 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 blah. And here's your perks slash feats to help yeah. you out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's kind of like it's basically a collecting game. There are tons of things on the map. I don't care about most of them. I'm just basically you know marking check boxes off the map, kind of like you know Assassin's Creed, except you're missing the chunk that you care about. <laughs> you know, have all these things you can collect, but you have these awesome environments to look at. You have these you know cool story things going on in each area you're collecting at. But then Far Cry, you have kind of none of that. There's there's lore scattered around the world, but it's nothing you care about. It's not that interesting. Um, I have like my current story mission is across the map. So obviously they intend for me to do everything along the way to stretch it out. I have no interest in the story mission. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. Okay. Um, so what Far Cry New Dawn has become for me is a game I just hop into and fast travel as much as I can across the map to check the things on it. Um, just to, you know, progress a little bit. Um, when I don't have time for something else, you know, I'm not yeah. ready to sit down and put four hours into another game. I'll pick it up for an hour, run around. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, the companions are neat, uh, that you can have follow you around cause you can play this two players, but if you're playing solo, you get these companions. I don't even know how, or you might get them in two player. I don't know. I'm assuming you're, you, the second person replaces your companion. Um, but like there's a dog and the dog is awesome. He highlights all the loot for me. That's the best dog ever. Mm-hmm. You know, show me where all the loot is, doggy. Um, I got him to max level last time I played. So I'm like, I guess I'll switch to someone else. But I can't go collect loot now because I'm not using them. So I have to go do shooty things. That's just like uh, it's just like that game Mike was playing. There's a dog that shows him where all the loot is. But he didn't like that dog. <laughs> a little different, but sure. I don't know what you. I don't know what game you're talking about. Goofy. I <laughs> I knew I was being sarcastic. You Just knew checking. you were being sarcastic? Uh, I know you've been gone for a couple of weeks, so I wanted to make sure you know you weren't, your brain hadn't turned to mush. I was trying to help you out there. Um, <laughs> um, you have to follow the key to your heart, Sora. Yeah. All, All right. right. So swap, swap, since you've played both that, both those games, right now, swap Goofy into Far Cry and that dog 
into Kingdom Hearts, what changes? Uh, one has a voice, the other doesn't. So, so how does Goofy interact in this Far Cry world that you're playing? It's like, oh, oh shit, they're shooting at us. This is, <laughs> this is fucked up. Anyway. Goofy's all tossing grenades. He's like, well, there's some cover fire over here. Holy shit. The, the dog is sitting there with, uh, with Donald and Sora and it's like, Row! and they're like, can't you talk? And he's like, Row! I'm just a fucking dog. <laughs> Must be a heartless. They kill the dog, try well, to loot it. I guess we should it put this dog there. out of his misery. What a shame. <laughs> this, this guy <laughs> dark. There, there are dogs in really hearts that don't talk. <laughs> they exist. They're a thing. You can, can go and pet them. How can they tell the difference, though? One walks on two feet and speaks and carries a shield and wears human clothes. I mean... <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. anyway, I, I've entertained you, you're common enough. Um, so moving on, um, I'm sure Michael knows of this, but I don't know if you do, Adam. You guys know about like Kaizo Mario games and stuff? Yep. No clue what that is. Kaizo Mario. Yeah. So think of Explain Mario, this. but really fucking hard. Think of mm. hidden blocks that will kill you as you're jumping over pits, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's like the bare bones basic part of kaizo that's kind of what kaizo started as so like um, mario maker kind of hard insane levels where there's just yeah, nothing but absolutely. piranha plants and there's no before, ground and before yes. mario maker came out and just publicized and made popular like making super hard levels people were modding uh, super mario world and whatnot back in the day to be just that and that and there you have kaizo mario and okay, that's exactly all right, now i know exactly what you're talking about yep and that's exactly where i'm going with this so Uh-oh. a couple weeks ago a new ROM hack for Super Mario World, Super Mario World dropped called uh, Grand Pooh World 2. Um, I don't know if Michael knows, but Adam, so I know you're wondering why Pooh's in the name. Um, mm-hmm. Grand Pooh Bear is a Mario, Kaizo Mario, Mario Maker player. Um, and okay. this ROM hack is named after him. So it's Grand Pooh World, um, based on his name of Grand Pooh Bear. Um, Pooh's a funny guy, and he's actually sponsored by Red Bull now. So you have awesome. this speed, Mario speedrunner. Sponsored by Red Bull. How fucking cool is that? Very. Um, but yeah, so, and he was, <laughs> uh, Michael knows who he is particularly because he's the one that, ca- that you know, caused the console to freeze uh, at the last GDQ. Yeah. Or one of the last ones. Twice. Uh, during a race. Yeah. So that's what he's kind of known for uh, <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, so this ROM hack dropped and boy, what a time to jump into that community and watch this happen. Because I've been watching the game being made. Uh, the maker of the ROM hack, Barbarous King, uh, he was mentioned at GDQ or something. He'd made another ROM hack. I happened to drop in one day while he was actually making this ROM hack. Uh, there's a program you can use, Lunar Magic. Really cool. And just the whole process, you know, being into game development as I am, this is similar, you know, level design, etc. cetera. Uh, going through his thought process, watching him play this as he makes it, um, it was really cool. And then when it released, this was an event. Um, a couple of the guys took off work. One guy took off a week from work to play this ROM hack. Um, because Sounds the first right. one, or I should say the last one this guy made, uh, Grand Pooh World, the first one was, you know, well-received and a lot of people still played it up until this was dropped. Um, so there was just thousands of people watching a ROM hack for Super Mario World. Um and why this is in my week and not just, you know, kind of a news thing I would talk about is because I decided 
as someone who has never beaten Super Mario World, hasn't even played what it. What the in, fuck? Uh, yeah, I, I've yeah. never. I don't think I beat what? a single Mario game uh, all the way through. Sorry, Adam, I, I didn't um, ask him about this before I invited him onto the I'm, podcast. I mean, jeez, I, I didn't know. So, what kind of standards you got here, buddy? God, yeah. I didn't beat Super Mario World. Yeah, I was more of a Sega kid, so. Um, Did you at least beat Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Did you really, though? Yeah. Really? Anyway, <laughs> so so I decided, you know, I've never gotten that far in Super Mario World. Um, I've mm. certainly never played a Kaizo hack. I was like, you know what? I just want to load it up. I know I won't do any, I won't, I won't do well. I know that. I'm just going to see, I'm just going to get a little bit of an experience, you know, kind of off this high of watching all these people do these amazing runs and uh, the guy that beat it first, he did 36 hours straight wow. to beat it. Nice. Uh, and that was the bad ending. That's right. A ROM hack with multiple endings. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, there's puzzles like escape room type puzzles to get to the good ending. It was a thing. This was, like I said, an experience. Um, so, like, you know, I'm going to load it up. So I spent four and a half hours in this game. How mm. far do you guys think I made it? All right, let me ask. Is this you game got the screen to move over once? Is so there's is it you beat a level, you immediately go to the next level or is it like you got to select it's got the levels? Overworld. It's got an overworld. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say four and a half hours mm-hmm. you completed whether or not you 100% of those levels are to be determined I'd imagine, but I'm going to say that you completed seven seven levels. Okay, and wow. see my my uh, my looking at this and knowing like the level just man, when once you mentioned like how they were playing where it's like you got to grab the turtle shell, kick it up in the air, do this backflip, mm. blah, blah 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 to to just get past one little obstacle. I'm thinking you got the screen to move over one section. Wow, <laughs> wow. with with no Mario experience whatsoever, I'm thinking mm. that it was like. Some shit you wouldn't have even thought of. Because I know they do some shit I wouldn't have thought of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm so, going to say, this wasn't blind. I knew exactly what to do as well. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I watched so you had like, This wasn't blind. So, yeah. so you were cheating. Okay. No. I still had to play it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't using save states. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything like that. I was just playing cheating. the game. So, okay. Um, so let me see. Uh, I'll give you triple that then. You got the screen to move over three times. So three times the length of the screen. That's probably pretty close to right in four and a half hours i got around halfway to the first checkpoint wow yeah i'm a badass uh, this (laughs) this this is my divide chris i Mm -hmm. love watching this shit and i love especially Mm -hmm. blind and especially blind races i'm looking directly Mm -hmm. at you gdq bring back those blind races but then somebody giving me the controller going here you go buddy i uh, fuck no Mm -hmm. no i'm not doing the grab the shell kick it right off of the koopa and have to jump in the air, do a flip, grab the item at the correct second to bounce one tr- uh, you pixel know, of his toe uh, on I'm this gonna, thing. I'm going to throw this out there. I didn't have to do any shell grabs well, at this yeah. point. This was all just straight jump, jump, jump. Uh, That's all this was. Those, those jumps can be fucking insane. Oh, yeah. And I, I have seen these things played before, and I'm like, they have got this down to the pixel level multiple yes. times mm-hmm. just yes. to clear it once. 
And that's not even counting timing with the shells or doing some weird glitch that you have to do to get past this part. I mean, dude, even even watching GDQ, they tell you all the time throughout the runs. Yep, yep. So this game runs at 60 frames per second, and that was a a two-frame window right there, and he nailed it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. They're saying that like it's nothing. They're saying that Mm -hmm. like the fucking guy walked across the street, but there was 60... Time, there were 58 times in that second that he could have fucked it up, but he got it right. Yep. That's, and oh, see, th- yeah. that's that's why I gave such a low ball estimate. I was like, if you went in there blind, you didn't fucking, you, you maybe got the screen to move over. Yeah, you maybe got so, past one thing on accident. But yeah. when, when it, you get to like, <laughs> you I've say got that a, <laughs> on the very first jump, because I didn't even know the controls for this game. It's been so long since I even picked it up. So I was just pressing buttons, seeing what would happen. I actually mm-hmm. accidentally found a way to get over the first jump that the people that, you know, the actual runners, they don't mm-hmm. do because they actually know how to, you know, maneuver in the air. Mm-hmm. I have this little angled thing that I have to do, which isn't consistent at all, but that's the way I have to do it wow. or I just miss the jump. So I'm, I don't even know how I'm doing. I'm, and I think it takes about the same amount of time, but it's a lot less consistent. But yeah, I basically accidentally found that out as I was just flailing about the screen try and get over two flying koopas yeah if you just play super mario and you just go through the normal challenges of the normal game that's not hellscape fucking mm-hmm. nothing but piranha plants the floor is fucking lava <laughs> uh just doing that and that I, I beat the living crap out of super mario world multiple times okay i, I consider myself in at my peak i could maybe pull off some of that stuff if i was shown it but I had no idea half the crap they were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I look at that and I'm like, what kind of fucking sorcery is this shit? And they're <laughs> like, they're like glitching through turtle shells and doing weird stuff. And I'm like, yep, nope. That's, yeah. you'd never see that in the normal game. So, and at that level of play, you know, that's the difference between uh, the NFL and like kids playing football in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. 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 And one of the other things, and, that four and a half hours, that flew by. It didn't feel like I was sitting there grinding forever and ever, even though I got, and that was split over two days. I did like an hour and a half one day and then three hours the next. Wow. Um, the music and this ROM hack is so good. Um, most of the songs are pulled from other games, and I don't know what the first level song was, but I was not tired of that music after four and a half hours of it being on loop and That's basically impressive. starting over, over and over. The sound design on this was just phenomenal. Um, there's even one track in it that was completely written from scratch for this ROM hack huh. by the guy that did the importing from other games. Like there's Castlevania music in it. There's Doom music in it. There's music from all these other RPGs and games. Uh, Final Fantasy four, I think. Uh, some uh, a bridge theme. You probably know what I'm talking about, Michael. Uh-huh. Uh, it's yeah. either four or six it, something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know but, the, there was a Final Fantasy 1 had a bridge theme. No, nah, this was, okay. I want to say it's 4 is what people keep saying, because it always okay. comes up in chat as yeah. I'm watching on Twitch. It, it probably did um, too, it's been a while. But it's, yeah, just amazing sound design. So I was sitting there and I'd, I'd be sitting there frustrated at the jumps and I'd catch myself, you know, you know, kind of uh, bobbing with the music and I'm like, okay, I need to focus, quit listening to the music so much. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's great. Turns out the music is like the actual like hidden hidden boss of the game. (laughs) They've they've picked songs that will throw you off the timing intentionally. 
Um, so I encourage anyone that's um, kind of been interested in Kaizo watching, you know, GDQs or otherwise Mario Maker, go check out some uh, Grand Prix World 2 uh, streams that happen. Uh, the speed runs have started. Uh, the 36 hour run I was talking about that, you know, the first person took to clear it, that bad ending, uh, any percent bad ending is uh, under an hour now, just under an hour. Wow. So they've already gotten it. That, I don't know how many exits that ending is. The game ha- total has 23 exits. You know what this is, so, Adam? You know what this is? Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, that? too, you both know what this is. We all three know what this is. A new raid just got dropped. And people are scrambling yeah. to f- just throw shit at a wall and figure out how to get through this raid step by step by step. And when the mm-hmm. group has that raid beat and they've taken all their notes and they go, now we're going to do this shit in one shot. That's what. That's how a 36-hour raid goes down to less than an hour. This is j- yep. holds the same thing, a different genre. I love it. Lessons love learned. It. Yeah. Speaking so, of uh, speaking of one second, you got uh, since we're on speed runs right now, and you're talking about that, I uh, I did actually have one thing I, I watched in the last two weeks, oh. and it was a Final Fantasy VII speed running thing. Okay, oh, yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. Now I want to know, I, I want to let you know, this guy had the fucking worst fucking luck of any speedrunner <laughs> ever. <laughs> This guy, he's like, okay, it showed in the upper right-hand corner, or like the upper left-hand corner, he's like, 50, it's like 40% chance to inflict uh, uh, poison by using bio on this boss. And he needs to use bio on this boss so you can do this glitch and fucking kill it really fast. And it's not a glitch, it's just using lucky sevens, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, uses, uh, he uses bio, and it fails, and the percentage goes up. He's like, percentage shot to get bio on this one this yeah. thing he fails seven fucking times in a bro it's at 99 percent the last three times wow yeah and he goes yep the speed runs over i ran out of items i can't do this anymore yeah yep was that caleb <laughs> i don't remember the name of the speedrunner. i just remember him looking and being like this is fucking amazing yeah he doesn't have percentages up on screen but he had a similar situation uh and kind of funny it was a few weeks ago so i kind of mm-hmm. thought maybe my times were off but yeah my my pb in the final fantasy 7 speed run is 13 hours by the way mm-hmm. um, i've done one full run got 13 hours and that's you know my current pb <laughs> nice what's I, world record uh, I, I saw seven hours yeah seven hours. i saw uh if G- they can get it down to seven hours seven minutes yeah. yeah seven seconds then mm-hmm. they'll start doing damage to people it's not, it's not how real life works. That, that's exactly how real life works. Don't you fucking ruin this for me. I watched AGDQ most of these trips, and I, I saw another one. I know this has happened before, but yeah, I felt real bad for the guy. Uh, the guy that had to quit, Chris. I forget what game yeah. he was playing. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever even known what game he was playing. He yeah, just... he was... It was, it was, it was, it was uh, kind of... I have to look it up now, but yeah, he was in it and something fucking didn't work or his file didn't load right or something. He's like, that's okay. Yep. He was already kind of stressing out. He's like, uh, all right, look, I'll just, I'll just load up a save and then went to load the save. And I think the save was bad or something. He's like, he overrode it. Oh yeah. He overrode the save, his yeah. safety save. He was like, all right, well, that's it. Savage. I can't. He just dropped the controller. He's like, yeah, my, the run's over. I can't, there's nothing I can do. And they panned the camera away, and they were like, we're sure you did everything you could, buddy. And, man, my heart was aching for that dude. Yeah. 
Damn. Yeah, that was... Uh, <clears throat> this guy I was watching, he wasn't even mad. He was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like, are you fucking shitting me? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, the first four attempts, he's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is blah, blah, blah. Oh, damn it, it didn't work. So he keeps talking, da-da-da. He's talking about something else. Da-da-da, the second time, doesn't work. And he's like, oh, well, this is going to probably hold me up for a couple extra seconds i'll have to make it back up when i get it doesn't work again he's like fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) and he's like well it's definitely gonna work oh my god and it just you know it devolves into him just looking at this thing like i'm gonna run out of items i ran out of items it's over we've lost yep yeah it was uh that that kind of stuff i i I get that that's that's pretty cool i like that yeah i've been thinking about doing another seven run just to Use the lessons I learned on my first run, even though I it's been a while since I did it, probably a year now. Um, but there's still stuff I think of every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, was they, it uh, Divinity? One, another one of the things I was watching, it showed like how they discovered the Sector 7 skip or something like that. And they were just showing all these different little uh, little knick-knack kind of things. They, I don't know. It was just something I've I've seen like here recently. And I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's good that you've kind of seen some similar stuff. Adam, have you played uh, Divin- Divinity Two? I have played Divinity One, okay. and that game, that game has got my eternal ire. It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game, but I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, this you guy. You know why I fucking hate it? Sure. Mate, you want to know I fucking hate this game? You make two main characters in that game. Oh, this is that game. Yeah, this is that game. We've talked about this before. Maybe Chris hasn't heard it, though. So, Chris, you make two main characters in this game. You get to pick their class, what they look like, etc. This sounds like a pretty cool game, huh? You have two main characters. You pick what each one of them says. So, if you want one of them to be a you know an asshole, then you make one of them an asshole. You want one of them to be a joker, you make them a joker. Straight edge, you make straight edge. You know, you have a couple different little dialogue options you can choose. And here's the kicker. Every once in a while, you'll get into a situation. And it'll be like, uh, this guy's dog's sick. Should we give it some medicine? And it, there are three different choices you can make. You can choose the uh, the good guy option, you know, and be like, yeah, let's get the dog some medicine. You can choose the neutral option, which is, ah, just leave the dog alone. Or you choose the asshole option. Let's kill the dog. If you choose one. And your characters aren't exactly the same. They will choose something else. And you have to debate them. And if you fail the debate, which is rock, paper, scissors, they will choose the other action for you. Wow. (laughs) And they randomly fucking pop up. You'll be walking around on the map and want to pop up so you don't get to save right before this. Fuck that game. Forever. (laughs) It's like, oh man, you know... This guy's like, oh, I need my my dog's dying. We got attacked by bandits. I just want my dog to live. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, I'll save your dog. We ain't got time for this shit. Three random chances. Three random bad picks later. "Ah, We're killing the dog. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this. Dead. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, fuck that game. I don't have the runner's name. Uh, he probably don't even want to have it called out anyway, but he was playing <laughs> Divinity 2 mm-hmm. when this happened. It's something like he he for, forgot to create a death fog on the boat or something like that, and then he went to pull up a save, but he had accidentally wrote over his save, and then it was over. So, 
Yeah, you hate you hate for that shit to happen. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that. There's also again, Chris, what you brought up earlier the the uh, the race where the he can fucking knock that Nintendo or knock that console mm-hmm. and the game froze and it's like, oh, what? <laughs> Start yeah. all the way over. There's no safety saves in Mario, man. You just do over. You imagine yeah. if that had happened in the Wizard. Oh, man. that's what we, I, I want somebody to do that. That need that can happen now. So somebody needs to do that. Where you have like speedrunners, they all get in like a, uh, you know, this giant thing that opens up, and like they show the little knights running based on who's in front. Yeah, they need to do that now. It needs to be an annual contest. Yep, with like some crazy announcer dude and everything. But yes, there is nothing greater in this world of speedrunning than blind Mario Maker relay races that is the greatest that's a great man i'm I'm out of my chair screaming (laughs) oh it's so great especially when you see the ones where it's like they're right there and you hear the crowd going like oh oh he fucking hit the spike and it's oh it's so great i love it i love it i love it yeah so so bringing it back to kaizo so after four and a half hours and grand parole to i said you know what this is interesting. I obviously, you know, I didn't expect to make progress, but I jumped in the deep end and um, I did have fun with it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go actually play some of the easier ones um, and see see how it goes. Um, so I downloaded one called Learn to Kaizo. Like it says, it actually walks you through different tricks you do in Kaizo ROM hacks. Um, it, some of them were pretty easy. So um, meta. This is so meta. And... It it progressed and got harder pretty quick um, to the point where I got to, I needed to do shell jumps. And as I've been a part of the, you know, Kaizo community in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed a lot of people have the same issue I do where I get to test number two in the hack and go, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like super hard, even for a Kaizo thing, um, uh-huh. especially starting out. So... I'm probably going to end up dropping it to play a different one for a bit uh, to kind of learn more. Mm-hmm. I think I spent like an hour and a half. So it's not like I invested a lot of time, especially yeah. compared to what I did making no progress. I was yeah, making progress. Spent more time than me, I promise you. But it just got to the point where it's like, eh, eh yeah. I'm not really, this isn't fun. I don't feel like I'm learning anything because it's like, yeah, put together all the things you've learned in these last five lessons and, you know, do this thing. But then it's like, this escalated really quick. Like, okay, I kind of get, I vaguely, ha- I have to go here and here. And the first couple of jumps took a while. And, you know, I still wasn't consistent with it. But when I got it, I was like, okay, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? It's like, okay, I get that I'm supposed to do a shell jump, but where am I going? <laughs> it's like, now do the spin jump on this pixel while doing a shell jump in the middle of a bullet hell. No. Nothing but net. Now, none of the stuff was, you know, that particular. It was really like one of the the first shell jump lesson. They're like, yeah, you. this is how you do the shell jump. You press these buttons uh, at the peak of your jump or you release this button at the peak of your jump while holding this button. Okay, that's straightforward. But what I didn't know and what they don't tell you is like, okay, well, in Super Mario World, you have to be uh, so far from a wall or the shell will just pass through you because you're there's some sort of, you know, uh, iframes basically where you don't interact with the shell but they don't tell you that in the hack I actually had to look up I was like what am I doing wrong because I'm literally following the instructions and I almost had it a couple times but it was very odd and then I ended up you know accidentally almost getting it. I'm like okay well now I need to replicate that and then I finally got it over the you know 
huge obstacle due to shell jump. And it was pretty satisfying, you know, once you nail it. But there's all these details that you don't learn even in a game that tells you how to learn, you know, Kaiza move. It, it's interesting. It's something that, you know, when I'm bored and I want to put a little bit of time and hate myself for it, I'll hop in and maybe try. I have like six of them downloaded, uh, these ROM hacks, so I can jump in and out depending on difficulty and at least try them out. It's a deep lake you're wading into. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, Good. Aside Good. from getting stuck on certain parts overall, like Grand Pure World 2, I had fun for like the entire four and a half hours. Learn to Kaizo was miserable learning experience. <laughs> yeah, that's so there are games that I have played multiple times. Like my favorite game of all time, Mega Man 4. If if I if I had to go through my entire lifespan, I have probably played that game in no exaggeration over 200 times. Beating it maybe half of that, but that's just it's a comfort game for me. But even that game or Mega Man X, or Castlevania Symphony of the Night, all these games that are already regularly speed ran, when you mm-hmm. hear them casually talk in GDQs and speed running sessions, and they're like, oh yeah, that was a one frame per one frame uh, maneuver I did, followed by a two frame and a one frame, and pretty much it's almost it's almost physically impossible to do that. But I'm I've done it, and I I can do it at ease now because I've been playing this one game for seven and a half years. That's the point where I go. That's why I don't want to do that. <laughs> I yep. love certain games, but I'm a gamer. I don't want to make that my job or make it feel like it's a job or devote all that time to one thing. If I was going to do that, I'd go pick up a guitar. Yeah, I'd go pick up a guitar or pick up a drum set or or go to college or something. I don't know. (laughs) It (laughs) is possible for me to be that good. It's worse than an MMO. Yeah, it is possible for me. I have the capacity to be that good at a game, and it would be impressive. But there are people who are already doing it, doing it better than me. And I don't don't, want to dedicate one game to fucking six years of my life. That just, I just feels more power to them. That's, That's. more power to them. I love watching you guys and donating money to your causes. And that's kind of why I uh, I wanted to go back to the Final Fantasy VII speedrun. Mm-hmm. Because when I did, that's actually fun. Because um, I love that game. You know, it's one of my top games of all time. Yeah. Um, and I watched the speedrun a lot. And then to actually play it, um, it, it's not like, you know, tight movements like a platformer. Um, it's menuing, you know, knowing when to do what. Right. Uh, knowing how to do each fight and it's a lot more forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I say, even though I spent, you know, like three, four hours just trying to kill uh, one of the weapons, but um, it was fun the entire time through. Um, and I think that's, it might be one I go back and do again. I've been really thinking about it a lot, but every time I think about it, I'm like, no, I have all these games I need to play. The backlog's just going to get bigger. If I do that, I need to wait one day. When I don't have a backlog, <laughs> like that'll ever happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and talk about Anthem. So, this game is a game. Um, as I was mentioning, <laughs> it's a game. That's good to know. The the end. I had no experience with the beta because of server issues and then the loading bug, etc. So, I ended up having to wait until release. Um, had my computer issues. Not going to rehash those. Um, yesterday, I picked up the game for real, loaded it up, progressed to that part that was bugged before. Um, 
And there were a couple other funny bugs um, as well. But I got past the, you know, buggy parts, had no bugs, got to that fight. The enemies actually spawned um, and I was able to complete the tutorial. Nice. Um, so I was like, okay, good start. Um, it's so this game is, uh, you know, Bioware is the devs behind it and they've not been doing too hot lately. Um, and Anthem is not not a uh, how do I put this? It's not going from what I've seen, you know, really improve their standing, but it seems to have kind of balanced out to where it's not really lowering. Um, though it's on the verge. Um, there are a lot of people that think if they don't, you know, pull Anthem up, then you know this is going to be the end of Bioware. Yeah, they uh, really being, needed this game to go gangbusters. Yeah. When- that that being said. You know, like Andromeda, one of the big issues was the animations. This game's mm-hmm. animations are great. Oh, I bet um, they fucking are. Yeah. I it, bet they fucking are. <laughs> they yeah, probably so, fucking did all that shit in-house. So, yeah, leave it to Adam to set off animals. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the animations look great. Uh, so, And I've heard that there are other areas in the dialogue where things get kind of odd, but whatever what i've seen so far the voice acting pretty good um the characters are interesting uh for the most part some are more animated than others as far as you know how they act but some of that's personality mm-hmm. some of that's you know probably could have been more effort put in but overall i think they did pretty well there um the world looks good um i haven't let's see i i don't even know if i can tell how long i spent since i've been adjusting everything and all my uh what you call it um four hours is what origin tells me i put into it um we'll probably say three to be fair for counting out the buggy time so three hours of actual gameplay um i did a few missions a couple i want to say two story missions and then two side missions roughly Mm -hmm. um so a little bit of uh gameplay there the flight, I mentioned this before, just from observation, but once I picked it up, yeah, flying with a keyboard and mouse is absolutely abysmal. Um, it seems like that game would be a controller game. It, Yeah, I picked up the controller just out of curiosity, and boy, was that enjoyable. Um, it's a shame I'm using keyboard and mouse because I'm, I'm trying, so I don't want to get into this, but I'm trying to transition to playing more shooters with keyboard and mouse just mm-hmm. to see how that experience goes in comparison. Because I've always been a controller FPS guy, you know, Halo, etc., Destiny. That's just kind of been my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying, this is kind of a personal experiment for me, to play keyboard and mouse in particular, not immediately drop it because it's not as easy at first, and, you know, try to see how that feels I'll over a period that, of time. And I would advise you to play first-person shooters like that, unless you consider it's a first-person shooter. I, I typically, if I play a 3D action game over the shoulder, like the Mass Effect series, um, I always play that with controller. Yeah, I'm only uh, talking FPS in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and it's not first person. It's well, is it? Is it? No, no, it's not. Parts. So parts of the game you're first person, but I think that's typically when you're not in your suit. Ah. And anytime you're in the javelin, you're in third person. Um, that's kind of why it took me a moment to think about it. Um, the, but yeah, so I'm 
playing the keyboard and mouse. Uh, <laughs> you ever play a racing game or something, especially one of the older ones, where you go around a corner, you get into the wall, and then you just kind of flop your car all around because the physics of the game do that to you, you know? And mm-hmm. the camera is bouncing around. That's basically me flying into walls. Um, and <laughs> Anthem. It's hilarious as well as frustrating. Um, the something I really like is the different uh, the the, dif- the different abilities on the javelins. Um, even like I'm playing the interceptor, which the description was like, yeah, this is a, you know one if you want speed and uh, you know doing all these things. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I picked the interceptor, and um, it certainly is fast. It's got like this double jump thing you can do because obviously you can fly, but you can also jump before and then boost. Uh, I guess technically it's a triple jump because you jump boost and then jump again with the interceptor. I don't know if how, what kind of jumps the others get. Uh, the Colossus probably only gets the one because <laughs> okay. it's a big hunk of metal. Um, so maneuverability is pretty cool with it. Um, I still don't like flying in combat because the controls mm-hmm. are so weird that I'm flying and I'm just going to hit a wall. Or I have to completely stop in the air, which negates the whole purpose. I'm just putting myself in the open at that point. Hmm. So okay, let me let me ask you a couple questions. Um, what uh, what is the is it just equipment or are there skills or like what separates me from you if we start playing anthem? So it's mainly weapons. Um, as an example, what I was talking about the different abilities and stuff. Uh, the interceptor starts you out, or I guess I should say the the javelin you're at the start, which I don't know if it's actually one of the ones you can play or if it's just a generic one that kind of has, you know, generic abilities to get you just familiar with controls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one of your attacks, the E key, whatever that's, you know, the technical in-game term for it is, I think it might be the uh, one of, because all these slots have different names. This is the support uh, ability or weapon or item, you know, and this is the, grenade this is technically considered your grenade um etc um mm-hmm. like interceptor has an acid grenade um but the e key whatever that ability is tied to is basically ninja stars for the interceptor but you can get other types of things that will replace the ninja stars like i could replace it with a these are striker abilities i believe is the term just came to me because uh, the other one, you can actually melee, it gives you some boost to your melee. You melee them differently with a special weapon or something like that. I don't know. Um, hmm. But I, so the one you start with, you press E and it just kind of threw this thing at an enemy. It's basically a seeking grenade thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but then going to the interceptor, I'm throwing ninja stars at the enemies. And if I spin the button, I can throw up to like three or four at a time. Um I think I started out to three and now I'm up to four or it might have been four the whole time. I don't know, but you have a cooldown on it. So I'm just so throwing ninja is, stars at the enemies. This is like a, a skill you equip. Do you find these things like out in the open or you pick them from a list? Yeah, they're or drops. Do you have to unlock them? Or? All, okay, all so these are drops. These are all equipable items. Okay, are they consumed on use or are no. they just okay you keep it like Diablo? Yeah, it's equipment. Yeah. Okay. Non-consum- so, I don't mm-hmm. think there are any consumables other than crafting materials. Hmm. So, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to look for are, because, as I was saying earlier, it was kind of described as an RPG to me. And I was like, eh, it doesn't seem, from the, and all I had seen was the, uh, the only, the only things I've seen on Anthem was, one, people talking about the release, which has nothing to do with actual how the game is, mm-hmm. uh, two, the, the little preliminary tech demo kind of stuff. 
and very, very minor interspersed footage of the actual game. Sure. Like, I, I saw uh, comparisons between the tech demo and the actual game, and I was like, okay, whatever. But I, I haven't seen, like, when, I, when I'm looking at an RPG, I'm looking at the nuts and bolts. Yeah, know? I don't, I, I just to, you know, think about I don't think I would classify this as an RPG. It's a looter shooter. It has a story, but you're not, it's not RPG. How, uh, I mean, how yeah. close to Destiny would you, would you tie this? So they are, aside from shooting a gun, I don't compare them at all. They are wow. two vastly okay. different games. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. This is, yeah, people have, you know, had this Warframe to Destiny comparison. I never played Warframe. Um, looks fun, but I just never jumped into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is night and day different than playing Destiny. Shooting the gun feels nothing alike. I love the feeling of shooting a gun in Destiny. I do not get that feeling in Anthem. It's okay. not even when it comes to shooting close to the same. Um, abilities are could be somewhat compared um, when you have the classes and subclasses for Destiny uh, characters compared to Javelins and their abilities. Because um, like you have an ult and you have these other abilities uh, that you can do, which are kind of similar to your super and Destiny. But as far as running around playing the game, I yeah, they feel way different to me. Hmm. Uh, some people and say it feels faster than Destiny. I disagree, you know, but I don't but know. But you played a lot of Destiny and Destiny 2 so far. Oh, yeah. So you've got, you know, you, you've got a very good handle on what Destiny feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can remember, what did Destiny feel like on, because I can remember what it felt like when I first started playing WoW, and it's completely different than how I sure. go about the game playing it after, you know, years and years of playing it. Uh, to a person that is a casual and is only going to put in, you know, a month or two of gaming on these, would you say that that initial feeling of Destiny was anywhere close to this? So I, so Destiny has gone through a lot of changes. That's absolutely true. But a lot of them are, make, I'm trying to think of the way to say it. So basically the feeling I had when I started playing Destiny, I still get when I play Destiny. It's basically huh. the mechanics that change loot that changes you know the way uh you know numbers change but the feel of the game when you shoot a gun you know day one to now pretty similar aside from when you jump for destiny one to destiny two there's a little bit of a difference there but it still felt the same throughout that part of it that i like so much me kind of like just to make sure that we're on the same page here when i when i say that my the way i play the game changed and the way the game feels to me changed uh, what I mean is like in WoW, the first time I logged in, I was like, let me walk around over here. Okay. This guy's got a thing on him. Let me walk around. Oh, look, I can jump on these boxes. I bet I can hop around and do this and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just kind of messing around, getting used to controls. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, running through these mobs would aggro them or that, you know, if, there were, there were a lot of things that I did that were not efficient at all. Sure. Um. When I play the game now, I log in, I go, I beeline straight to here. If I get in a city, the first thing I do is go set my hearthstone, you know, to the end, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. The, um, well, I guess what I'm saying is the, when you're looking at how you approached combat the first time in Destiny, as opposed to the way you approach combat now and the way Anthem feels, do you get any kind of similar vibe between those? at all in no. any way 
Hmm. No, not really. Um, and I, I probably should play Anthem a little bit with the controller just to get a better comparison between the two because mm-hmm. I do not like playing Destiny with a keyboard and mouse either. But that was for key binding reasons mainly. Um, mm-hmm. The Destiny itself, my game, I mean, aside from, you know, working around new classes and stuff, my game style and stuff hasn't really changed. I mean, it's still overall the same um, from when it started. Uh, obviously, gotta, improve and things change. I got to tell you, I'm going to give a really quick live review right now because I've got Giant Bomb's quick look up muted while I'm listening to you talk about this game. And I would I would play Titanfall 2 over this in a heartbeat. I, I realize they're, they're, they're almost two different Ooh. games. I get that. But... There's a lot of verticality that I'm looking at. I'm, I'm watching this guy like float around and shoot from the air and dodge in the air and fly some more. I mean, flying is nice. Don't get me wrong. But, man, Titanfall 2 had such forward kinetic movement. It just it's, Plus, you can call it Titan. So that's, all, that's, that's, that's good, too. <laughs> uh, just yeah. looking at this. And, again, this is not an Anthem Teardown podcast episode, I promise, folks. But... Oh, I can make it one. I, I know you could. I know you could. <laughs> I know when Chris said those facial animations look good, you were like, ooh, I heard the, <laughs> I heard it. But <laughs> I bet they do. Let me, let me ask a different question, Chris. Sure. What, what did you see? You don't have to tell me specifically if you don't remember exactly what it was, but what did you see about Anthem that made you go, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Uh, so I can talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Rip. Well, I mean, it was um, it, it was if it was last episode, I haven't really listened to the whole thing just yet. No, nah. no. Nah. Basically, so the reason I even I I wasn't going to play Anthem, and then I realized that I could do the fifteen dollar EA access thing mm-hmm. and play the beta for free, and then the game for free, uh, for free. I say as I spent fifteen dollars on that. Um, so I was like, well, you know, that's. That's worth it. Not Talk a big on loss. The podcast, try out the game. Yeah. Because I hate, I hate to not play a game just because people are crapping on it. Right, um, right. I agree. And I wasn't one of those that jumped all over the game because of the beta when they were using an old build. Yeah, six weeks is a long time mm-hmm. and game dev time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of bug fixes, a lot of changes. Uh, they rolled out what patches they could. A lot of it got better. Um, I, I wasn't going to shit on them because of bad beta launch All as right. far as i know the main game launch was smooth how about this aside from some loading issues if you had to guesstimate about how many hours you put into this game so far about three for real oh well okay yeah. that be that it had to be a pretty damn good game to do it but has the game grabbed you yet um i am interested in playing more i will be playing more Gotcha. Um, because I'm interested in the story. Gotcha. Uh, the you story at least haven't had actually... the opposite of like, nah, I'm kind of, no, nah, this is. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Division 2 so far. Oh, um, there you God, go. okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I did. And you missed, I did play some of the Division 2 beta. Well, I've seen more Division 1, which I wasn't into. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably still play it when it launches just to get a better experience and a better feel for it. Um, but yeah, I'm not hopeful for Div- Division 2 at this point. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good old Anthem. Uh, That's one of those things where um, the see because I I knew a year back I wasn't gonna play Anthem <laughs> a year back. It was like these these things came to light and it, yeah, all this was while Andromeda was just exploding 
you know, just all over the place. And yeah, then yeah. they cut the funding for it and all that. And then they disbanded the team. And yeah. I was like, let me hear all this backstory. You're just riding your Bioware hate train the whole oh, way through. Oh, man. Oh, no. You can go back to earlier episodes of the podcast. Bioware is one of my favorite fucking developers. I'm talking about because of Andromeda since then. Oh, yeah. no. Well, I still I still don't. And I still hold true to the same, uh, and I probably said it on the podcast, but the way it works for me is Mass Effect 1 was good, so I owe it to them to play Mass Effect 2. I'll buy that game. Mass Effect 2 was good, so I owe it to them to buy Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 was good. I owed it to them to buy Andromeda. They burnt me in on on Andromeda. So I still got a couple, uh, I still got a couple games I owe them. If they put out a Mass Effect, I will buy it. Hands down. Same for Dragon Age. Dragon Age 1 was, or Dragon Age Origins was immaculate. Loved it. Bought Dragon Age 2. It was kind of, ugh. I really did not like Dragon Age 2. So I rolled into the other, the new one, and I measured it equally. I was like, I, you know, I, I, I liked the first Dragon Age. I didn't like the second Dragon Age. Don't know if I'm going to get the third one. Looked at the third one. It looked okay. I played it. It was really good. At least the little bit I played of it. Until my hard drive crashed, going back to uh, the beginning of this podcast, and uh, at that point, I lost literally all my data. For whatever reason, Steam didn't back it up, and I was not going to go 100% that game, like 85% of the way through again, so <laughs> I stopped it, and I still haven't beat that one. need to go back and finish it, but I'd have to start completely from scratch, uh, but yeah. I'd say that was a good game. I'll buy the next Dragon Age. You owe it to Bioware to buy Anthem. You said it. No, I do not. You owe it. <laughs> nope. Not even a little bit. I do not owe them a new IP. I do not. I will approach each IP individually, and when I look at it and I go, okay, well, what's the story on Anthem? You know, maybe maybe I do. I, I owe it to Bioware to at least look at it, but I looked at it. I looked at yeah. it, and what I see is this is not really an rpg it's out of their wheelhouse yeah right off the bat and as you know and that's why i've been so kind of interested in what whether or not it's an actual rpg or not is it's not even an mmorpg it's it's not even kind of pretending it's kind of a loot shoot game you know yeah. it's not even diablo had statistics uh, and diablo was kind of rpg light you know tactical 3d isometric it's got you know, strength, health, mana, etc. This doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Here, here's my thing with Anthem. The two things that I've seen about it that I paid more, I paid attention to was the first. First was the first reveal. I, I think it was. I think it was a Game Awards. I actually don't remember where I saw it at, but it was that first big reveal trailer where it showed them like going and flying all around, and I was like, okay, this looks mm -hmm. cool. It looks impressive. Look at all the, you know, the the vistas and the and the foliage and the forest areas and the water. Now they're underwater and they are flying mm -hmm. around. This okay, Iron Man simulator. It looks cool. That's all I got. That's all I knew of. That's all I took. All I took it for. And then mm -hmm. the last year when the game kind of got a little bit more revealed, what got revealed to me didn't draw my attention. I got what they were going for. I, I, I kind of got the gist of what they were trying to show, but I was like, yeah, I'm now I'm just kind of bored with it. It's not blowing my mind. It's, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm supposed to be excited about this. And even now when uh -huh. I'm watching the gameplay itself, 
I got a bipedal guy throwing fireballs and shooting and a bunch of other people shooting back at him. It's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I'm not seeing anything that's making me go, yeah, I'm dropping 65 right now. Titanfall, as a, as a complete opposite example, as a completely different game, the moment that they were doing the wall running and the... Uh, and the, the fast movement and the hacking of the the bot robots, I said, okay, this is this is pretty cool for a shooter. The moment they said mm-hmm. Titanfall and the fucking Titan fell out the sky and he climbed into the Titan, I said, oh fuck yeah, yeah, that's your sold moment right yeah. there. That's, that's the winner. I'm in this. I mean, I'm trying, but I don't see anything. See, when I when I look at this thing, it it goes back. It's just you know. All the baggage it had from Andromeda and the fact that it wasn't an RPG, this thing that had two strikes against it right off the bat. I went in there looking like, okay, is this going to be a Destiny type RPG? You know, and all indications were it wasn't going to even be that. They, I, people were calling it a Destiny killer or whatever. And I was like, I don't see that. I see co op shooting, you know, PVE. Yeah. That that's what I see, and I see it going. Oh well, that's doesn't sound interesting to me at all. Is there going to be an adversarial mode to this? What what it, what's the draw? You know, do you just go out and explore an infinite world, and they just throw new maps out there every so often? Is that how they're going to do this? But I will yeah. say I will say this for Chris though: for fifteen bucks, yeah, I tried out for fifteen bucks. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can get something and, out of it for fifteen bucks, at least from the and graphics. I think the alone. story is. <laughs> Yeah, I think the story's interesting. I'm yeah. curious because they've, they've got a lot of lore behind it built up. Um, there was this live action thing that was released. Someone, an actual like director did a live action, uh, not based on the actual game story, but kind of, I think it was either in the past or the future, you know, something like however many years, one Neil of those Blumkamp, things. Neil Blomkamp, the Anthem trailer, Conviction? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I think that's it. That was amazing to watch. Um, and that kind of threw some, not, it didn't throw really relevant lore out there, but it just kind of threw out, you know, the possibilities yeah. that the lore and story could have. Because that's and something based, I can't even, I can't even talk about the story of Anthem. I know nothing about whatever yeah. story there. So, I mean, maybe that, maybe that'll, and I'd try that out for 15 bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. I, go ahead. I think the overall concern, what a lot of people are concerned with Anthem, as far as getting beyond the initial hate train, is the longevity of it, what they'll do end game, that type of stuff. Because looter shooters, that's what you end up, you know, that's your meat and potatoes. Once people hit cap, then what do they do? Right. Um, but for me, like playing Destiny, I didn't do raids for the longest time. I didn't care. I just enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the gameplay, etc. Um, so end game wasn't a big deal to me. For this one, the story is interesting to me. Uh, gameplay is what it is. Um, but if the story keeps being interesting, I'm going to play it until I run out of content and then I'll probably drop it. Um, just because that's not typically, you know, I don't, I don't like the looter shooter grind in game typically. Um, so unless you do something really good, I probably won't do that grind, but I'll probably play story content. Yeah. Um, see, that's one of the, <clears throat> it's, it's really, it's kind of disappointing. It's kind of, um, uh, the, it's really bittersweet, you know, because I, I like Bioware. I don't want to see them get shit canned by EA. But when it comes to 
this game in particular, I go, why was this even created or why did it, was it created to the detriment of this other game? Mm. And that's, you know, that's always going to swirl around in my head when I hear the name. It's like, I can't think of one game without thinking of the other. And I can't look at this game and go, this is made by a team that made this other game. You know, I, I start, pictures start swirling in my head of Dragon Age. And then you shoot over to Anthem and they don't, they just don't mesh to me. Yeah. You know? Chris, did you have anything else for your week, man? Nah. Because I want to. Uh, I got a few little snippets that we can run through real quick before we end tonight. Oh. Maybe, maybe this will maybe this will help Adam feel a little bit better. Uh, Star Wars Jedi: The Fallen Order that will be revealed in April. Adam, I hope good things mm-hmm. for you, man, because that looks oh, it's, that's looking to be pretty good. If you don't know Hopefully. anything, if you don't know anything about it, you should check into it. That's you and the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh. Horizon Zero Dawn is a cop is a game that has has uh, surpassed ten million copies sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it's nice to hear stuff like that. That's awesome. But uh, new Super Mario Brothers sold thirty one million copies, and nobody. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and no no game is probably ever gonna surpass the mountain of Tetris with its one hundred and seventy million copies. Among the other permutations, so uh, just tell me yes or no if this bothers y'all at all. There will be no Smash Brothers and Evo this year, not even a little bit. Uh, not I mean, not personally. No, it's interesting. Yeah, it ca- kind of bugs me because that the, the, the Smash Brothers has, has always had this big push. I mean, like, look, we are legitimate. We need to be taken seriously. We're going to be at Evo tournaments. Yeah. People want us there, and now this year they're not going to be there. That's Kind of crazy. I wonder why. Yeah, me too. Because uh, they more, just had new games, so maybe they're giving it a break for a year for the scene to grow. I don't that, know. That's that's good speculation, man. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, they may be. Maybe. Because good that, God. That actually sounds like the most reasonable answer. Because a lot of people are transitioning over to the new game from the previous ones now. Apparently yeah. it's getting a huge fan base. Good. I mean, good. Apparently Joker's OP. Well, we don't know it because well. he's not out yet. <laughs> Uh, weeks for that mortal kombat 11's roster got leaked uh i really wish i could i could find out what ed boone thinks about that i wonder if i wonder what uh (laughs) press has surrounded that because i don't know if if they were ed boone might not care at this point he'd be like shaggy one of the confirmed characters i don't know there was a uh change.org poll yeah. Trying to get Shaggy implemented yeah. into Mortal Kombat 11. So. I feel like Mortal Kombat 11 has gained a lot of positivity. A lot of positivity. It's, the, it's it's all over the news. It's getting highlighted. It's it's getting it's getting a lot of spotlight. And it might be at the point now where he's like, yeah, you know my roster, whatever. <laughs> it's still coming uh-huh. out. Uh, I saw some of the characters, and I agree with some people. I don't I don't really care for some of the changes they made to the uh, characters' costumes and whatnot. But, meh. Whatever. Looks like there's gonna be a lot of fighters in it. Uh, mm, a lot of a lot of Pokemon we've been talking about today. Might as well talk about some more. The Detective yeah. Pikachu. The Detective Pikachu. Oh no! Oh, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get th- uh, Chris. Deadpool we'll get Pikachu. There. We'll get there. Just okay. Hold on. The Detective Pikachu movie is coming out soon. Adam, are you gonna see this movie? I'm lit for this movie. You're you're lit. You know what That's that means. Right. Okay. Chris, are you going to see this movie? Probably. 
Yeah, this I, dude, I'm in such a, I'm in such a weird spot with this thing because I'm so pissed off that it's a lie. It's the first quote unquote live action. I say quote unquote because there's CG mm-hmm. involved. It's the first live action Pokemon movie, and they are specifically going to a Detective Pikachu story, not you know Ash finds fucking Pikachu and goes on a. Uh, it's not the two the, the two thousand Pokemon movie live action. No, it's this mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu thing. I'm so off put by that decision. But then I watch a trailer and I see how pretty fucking cool the Pokemon look actually designed and in real life in just regular everyday situations. I'm like, uh, 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 okay, that looks really good. I'm I'm so torn, right. man. I'm so torn. All right, I- Check this out. Counter question. Mm. They make this movie, except it's 20 years ago CGI. All this same movie? Yep. 1999 CGI. It's not... Again, I'd still be in the same boat, man. It's The story is what's throwing me off. The, the, the premise, the setting is throwing me off. But, I mean, 20 years ago... Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, some, yeah. Some of the CG was okay. There was some yeah, movies. Some of it was. There were some times some when Jurassic Park had some CG yeah. in there, and it looked all right. Yeah. Well, those were made, things made to be realistic. These yeah. weren't. You I know, mean, you need giant, to see the, giant you need to see the trailer squirrels. for this movie before you say that, because they look pretty goddamn real. Okay. Uh. No, Chris, that's not the peak. That's not the Pokemon news. Just hold hold your horses. Uh, <laughs> this is just a friendly reminder to both of you and the audience as well. Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, we're we're weeks and 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 less than months away. It's around the fucking nice. corner. It's in this year. It's you can look in your calendar and flip forward a few pages, and you're there. It's getting close. Did y'all see the uh, <laughs> the longer trailer that nope. came out for Captain Marvel? Oh, for nope. no, I'm May for Captain Marvel, May, but I'm kind of for both of them. I'm, I don't want to see shit. I've only seen one in-game trailer, and that's the pretty much the first one that ever got released, and that's it. I don't mm-hmm. want to see nothing else. I've been scrolling through shit. I've been moving on. Man, you... Okay, as I was is trying to do... the first one the one where... Uh, Iron Man is on the thing, or is it the one where uh, it shows Captain Shield get cracked in half? And I don't remember seeing his shield get cracked in half. For, you're talking about Endgame, you know, right? Yeah. No, nah, the first one you that I that saw one? was the one where he was in the ship and kind of talking to himself and doing a monologue, and he's like, "Yeah." yeah apparently, it's... he's like fighting the main dude, and he like cracks his shield in half. And are you? You're? T- are you? Is this... <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> Today, as I'm doing homework for trying to catch up on all the news that's happened in the last month, anything news related, I'm skipping through articles and they're like, hey, did you see what new person got revealed on the set of Endgame? I'm like, scroll. Oh, did you hear what the mm-hmm. new ending is? Scroll. <laughs> I'm like, God, I'm not even I'm not even looking at Endgame news. I'm looking at video game news. What are you doing? Stop. Uh, mm-hmm. Reggie Fizeme retired from Nintendo, or is retiring, yep. one of the two, and his successor, the one and only Doug Bowser. That's yep. right, Adam. Ooh. The new president of Nintendo is his Bowser. Bowser. Bowser won, brother. Bowser, Bowser has conquered Nintendo, Nintendo America. Yes, in America. Right. Uh, there is a up. Oh, this is a brand spanking new. Before we get into uh, Pokemon, a uh, new upcoming SquareSoft game. Brand new IP, brand new game called Last Idea. 
they revealed it. <laughs> what? They, re- they revealed it on their Twitter, uh, and I know nothing about this game. I just saw this article and folded Checks my arms the date. and went, "Okay, Square." So you're trying my patience now. That's Not, that's the most troll fucking game name I've ever heard, right there. It, it does, but. We were just, this is like, we were just talking a month or so ago of how Squaresoft used to put out game after game after game after game, and yeah, we had Octopath Traveler was uh, recent-ish, but now we got this new thing, and it's like, hey, we're still doing the RPG thing, we're still doing the JRPG thing, you guys want to give us a shot? And I don't know. I'll have to look into this last idea thing and see what I can determine. Final Fantasy for last smartphones. idea. Uh, no, oh, then, well then. Oh, Thank no. you, Chris, for saving my Just time. Rip the fucking eject button. Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Shield was announced yeah. over a Nintendo Direct. It was about I eight minutes. Seven and a half. Oh no! Please say no. <sighs> no. Is it uh, really? No, I'm talking about the last idea. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that. that's horrible. I just, I can't believe that. That just, that crushed me. Um, so, yeah, there was a Nintendo Direct a few days ago. It was about seven and a half, eight minutes long, and that was it. And it was yep. rumored to be about Pokemon, and that's exactly what it was. Finally, we are getting a new Nintendo Switch-specific Pokemon game. The oh, yeah. Fifth generation, Chris. I think eighth. we're on. Sorry, <laughs> the eighth generation of Pokemon are going to be on eighth. this, uh, and they they got some character reveals and showed what the game looks like, and it basically looks like Pokemon. Uh, let's go Pikachu and Eevee, but it's the new generation of Pokemon set in a new town. Yada yada yada. What did you feel well, walking away from that direct? So. The style, it looks like they're just picking up from the 3DS, which is what Pokemon Let's Go did. That's the same style they were using on the 3DS at the last gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And like we talked about before, Let's Go was, you know, an intermediate between the two. Mm -hmm. It was kind of getting that crowd from Let's Go over to the main franchise. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that accomplished that pretty well. Uh When this comes out, we'll certainly see that. Um, But it looks, yeah, like the new, it's another Pokemon game. I mean, there's Pokemon, as much as it's, changed and grown it's also stayed very much the same right so right i didn't say anything that jumped out and me like oh my god you know the biggest thing is well what's the new pokemon you know yeah. what's the new region yeah uh, they showed a little bit about the galar region uh it looks to be a very interesting uh kind of more um more fleshed out region compared yeah. to other games actually yeah uh it looks like they put more thought into the landscape the area around it. it's not just a you know grass uh on the side of the road as you go from one town to another, it looks like they actually put thought into, well, this is a functioning society. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty cool for it to get that true RPG treatment uh, vice just, you know, like I was saying, the simple map with Pokemon collecting. Yeah. Did it stick out to me as a game that I would run out and buy? No, because again, I've been so disjointed from the Pokemon universe for way too long. I respect it. I, I'm I'm totally happy for the for the billions of people that love this franchise. For me, it's been a okay kind of cool series. Oh. But what I will echo that I've heard from a lot of people, and again, it's not me saying because I don't have I don't have a vestment in this in this franchise. But 
in the direct they were talking about all these innovations that they were going to do and this is going to be so much so so many new things and so this and so that and then when i saw it i said pretty much what you said chris is it looks like a looks like a 3ds slash pokemon uh go eevee situation and it's just pokemon again i don't know what this franchise needs to do to change things up maybe they need to play mega man and don't change things uh maybe they if it ain't broke don't yeah fix it. i agree because i mean what could they do so, are you gonna are you gonna grow these kids even older and it may become like a grim dark pokemon because i don't <laughs> I, I nobody want you think you'll want that because it would be cool but you don't want that that's the charm i mean if po- you look at the pokemon backstories you're already there yeah you, this 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 i'm sorry chris this game franchise to me is about of a so a, a a young person's love for an animal. That's all it is. That's that's my pet. That's my that's my friend slash pet. And mm-hmm. I don't need to see Pikachu with a fucking trench coat on and fucking emo hair on my thirty five year old guy. You know, like we've come through the we've come through the dark ages and we're in the post apocalypse. No, no, goddamn, stop. No, <laughs> Pikachu's so, like smoking a cigarette, leaning back in the chair. I see some shit. While man. I agree, when I saw this direct, I was like, yeah, I kind of feel you, man. I don't see a lot that's like innovating and blowing my mind on what's changing. But then I thought, well, I don't think I really want anything to change. This Here's- is. This is Pokemon. Let it stay that mm-hmm. way. Here's the thing that we're kind of glossing over here and what I've talked about before. The big the big change here, it's on the fucking Switch. Yeah, yeah. That is a huge enough jump that I am totally okay if it was barely more than a port of yeah. the last game. I yeah. would still be totally okay with this. Yep. Because it has not been on a console like this. This is a huge leap for them, mm-hmm. and it it looks does look a little different. I went back and looked at some screenshots. They did, you know, give a little bit more love to the graphics, but still the same style. Um, but yeah, I'm totally okay with this as the first real core game on a console. Yeah, and see, that's the that's the I guess this is the perfect console to do it on because the Switch oh, yeah. is basically a mobile platform. Exactly. Uh, so at this point, it's kind of a little bit of column a a little bit of column b you yeah. know except now you got a second controller so now you can multiplayer i'm gonna go ahead yeah, and, and i've this. actually that split screen action in i i've heard a rumor and i don't know if there's any credence to it i don't even remember where i saw this at but i saw someone say that they're not going to do the 3ds games anymore that they're oh, going to be snap. switch on yeah so they're going to completely phase out possibly the 3ds as a whole and just transition to switches as a mobile and uh you know living room system you know it would be amazing if after after the switch gets replaced by the next console the swatch or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it they use the switch as the mobile platform yeah that'd be fucking amazing yeah they totally could it's got versatility it's perfect uh before we end tonight i just want to go ahead and say right now uh score bunny is best pokemon ever so that's my starter that's that adam has no starter because he's an old man and just so our audience knows Michael won't be playing this I will be pre-ordering this I will have (laughs) copies for both my children and we will all be playing it day one so damn don't worry about coverage I got you well here's what I here's what I want to know all right so you said eighth generation of Pokemon that's adding an additional hundred plus for every generation 
So they've got to be mm-hmm. well over a thousand by now. So that's um, it's not a full hundred each gen, I don't think. Well, uh, somebody, somebody out there right now, their their fingertips are searing white hot as they are typing in corrections. I don't know. What I do know is that they do add a multitude of Pokemon. Eight hundred and seven. Eight hundred and seven. We are now hopefully about to hit over a thousand Pokemon. That'd be that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, you know, for a Switch title, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that yeah. far with it. And that's a bit uh-huh. to me. To me, that's a bit much. But to people that love Pokemon, that's not enough. So, so uh, here's the question. Here's the thing. Have here's you the thing, though, Real quick, real quick. Um, in the first one, absolutely. Uh, but every game doesn't have every Pokemon. Right. Your right. region you're in has a subset. So the like the last one I played, I think there were. 200 Pokemon I could get, or 180, or whatever arbitrary number, uh, like, two-thirds of those, or maybe even only half, would be new. And then the other half would be from previous selections of previous gens. And you could bring them all in if you transferred them from other games. They all Mm -hmm. were compatible with the game, so to speak, but you couldn't find beyond that, whatever I said, 180. I don't even know what numbers they actually did in the game itself. Go ahead, Adam, your question. Okay. So, have you caught them all? All 800 and whatever no. fucking Pokemon? No. no. Well, I'm taking away your Pokemon card. So, that's just gonna, keep that right here. That's going to do it for tonight, folks. Put it in my pocket. It's going to do when it for tonight. When you play the game, then we can talk about Pokemon that's, cards. Ooh. 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 You haven't played it either. Ooh. I, I wasn't throwing shade at him, so... <laughs> you, you, and you, you pick up your own boots, man. Oh, no, I'm talking to him. Oh, it okay. ain't out yet. <laughs> That's going to okay, do it for tonight. The last two gems. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, definitely feels good to be back on on my show for sure. I miss I miss recording. <laughs> definitely miss recording. Uh, so a lot of stuff talked about this episode. Uh, we talked about some anthems, some Kaizo Mario. We talked about some Kingdom Hearts, even a little bit of Pokemon news. Uh. What did, what did you think of the latest Nintendo Direct? Are you okay with Nintendo doing these little spotty directs anyway? Uh, what did you think of the Pokemon announcement? Did you pick anything out that that just caught your eye? Are you going to be a Chris and get a pre-order, multiple copies for the family, yada, yada, yada? Are you in the fuck you Pokemon corner? Like, where do you stand in, in this in this situation? Have you played Anthem? Have you went above and beyond the hype and said, nah, fuck it, I'm still playing it? Or the hatred and said, no, I'm still playing it. Are you enjoying it? Or are you not? Why are you enjoying it? Why are you not? Uh... Especially Kingdom Hearts 3. I'd love to know everybody's thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3. Explain to me why I'm wrong. What? What? Am I thinking too hard? Do I just need to play through it and see the other kingdoms and just get it over with? Or, no, am I right? This this, this series is fucked and I, I just bought into the hype. Anything else you'd like to talk about? What games are you playing right now? What anime are you going to go watch? What movies are you hyped for? We love to hear any conversation from our audience. I promise you, that's why we do this show to begin with. It's Believe it or not, it's not just to talk to you. It's to talk with you. And there are many ways you can get us information. There are many ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go to Facebook and search for End of Time Cast. It might be how you found this episode right here. 
We have an email address. You can find us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can tweet us, retweet us. We have a YouTube page where you can catch up on all of our YouTube content, which is basically all of our episodes back to back to back. Now that I'm home, I can get back on a better schedule of uploading. I think we got like 30, 35 so far. It's a work in progress. And plus, there are a plethora of other places you can go to find our content. You should be able to go to Google and in quotes type end of time cast and it should take you to some way to listen to us, download us, uh, and, and contact us. We love to hear from you. We love to talk to our audience. We love to hear your opinions, your thoughts, just stories, anything game related. That's what we're here for. So yeah, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm never going to play Anthem. Good night, everybody. Bitches. <laughs>